Oh boy. All right. I, I really should have done this black history month report a lot earlier, but I do have this covered. I wonder, let me just, no, no. Oh, my Martin Luther King action figure. Okay. Let's put it in and see what happens. Oh, little boy. It's you. What have you done? Oh, Mr. King, I, my name's Omri, and I'm nine years old, and I have this report to do on the civil rights movement and black history. And I just wanted to know if you had any words for me uh, that I could use in my report. I'm a purveyor of words, so I will help you on your quest for an A in your class. Leave me the hell alone! Uh, uh, maybe this isn't the right one. Uh, okay, bye! Click! Oh, God, do I have any other ones? Uh, no, no, no. Hey, wait a minute. What about Lando Calrissian? He probably has some good things to say. Here, let, let's try Mr. Lando? Whoa. I think I've been doing too much cocaine with Harrison Ford. Uh, this It's it's okay. It's me, Omri. Who the hell is Omri? I, I just have a quick question, because you're the most famous black person that I know, and I just wanted to ask if you had any words for me for my Black History Month report. Okay, let me see. Let me see. <clears throat> Everything goes down smooth with a glass of Colt 45. How's that? Colt 40... What is Colt 45? You'll learn when you're older, kid. <laughs> Adios! Oh. Why does it smell like menthol cigarettes all of a sudden? Huh. Okay, well... This isn't really going like I planned, but... I think I've got one last one to try. Steve Urkel. He wouldn't let me down. Mr. Urkel? Did I do? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. What's going on here? Hey, Steve, it's me, Omri. I'm your biggest fan. I, I was literally just on the Paramount lot doing this five seconds ago, and now I'm in a teenager's, uh, a, a teenager's cupboard? Yeah, it's just like one of the episodes of your show, Family Matters. Oh, well, yeah, I do do the thing, right? Yeah, 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 with the box and the... Zap, zap, Yeah. Mr. Urkel, if I close this again, do you think you could change into Stefan? It's worth a try, kid. Okay, wait. It worked! Stefan! Hey, look at this suit. Oh my god, I am fly. Yeah, Stefan, it's me, Omri, your biggest fan. Can you help me with my Black History Month report? Yeah, uh, Omri, my name is Jaleel White. I'm a real nigga from California. And first of all, you're not going to just like swipe me off the set. I don't. I go where I say I go. I go where Jaleel goes. Okay. All right. Now you go close this damn closet. You gonna go get your mom and you go get your dad, and you gonna set this damn thing on fire. All right. You you can't just summon black people to tell you about their culture at your needs. But it worked with Little Bear. Nigga, open up an encyclopedia. I'm out of here. Okay, well, maybe I'll just do the same thing I did with Little Bear. And black people lived happily ever after. Perfect.
You're talking to me, like... Huh? I, oh, I'm, you're still here? Click. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of White People Won't Save You. This is the podcast where we deconstruct these white saver films and recontextualize them through a black and POC lens. I am one of your hosts, Jordan Clark. And I'm the other one, Cameron Mason. And we've got a movie that I think, from what I've had the discussion of people over the last couple of days, because I live tweeted about this movie, and there's an overriding one. I remember getting the VHS, and you could open it up, because it was it was like a covered cover, uh, and that's people's memories of like the physical media, and then... That part where Darth Vader and Robocop and a Ferengi like fought each other. Like, and that's <laughs> yeah. everything else. People like blocked it out of their mind, but like those two specific things seem to be the, the overriding uh, memory of this film. And, much. and I gotta say, I didn't expect to hate this movie as much as I do now. Having <laughs> watched it again, Fair. but uh, wow, we've got, a, we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get there, let's introduce our guests for this week you might remember them from our stargate episode this is craig craig how's it going i'm good i'm good um yeah i'm honestly um i'm not really sure like why we're doing this movie on your podcast i mean it's just like a movie about a you know young naive white boy who <laughs> takes the lives of people of color into his own hands and plays god with them i don't quite literally literally I'm, 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 I'm not sure why we why we would have this on 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 a podcast called white people won't save you but um uh-huh, yeah. I, I guess here i am so um, we gotta be thorough yeah you know i guess i, I you guys must be running out of stuff because uh <laughs> i can't see any reason why this movie would be on this podcast at all so boy well before you start talking about our, our movie of the week <laughs> <laughs> I did want to I did want to throw this to the group uh, because Cameron brought this to my attention and then I've been studying it for the last day or so and I want to I don't know Craig if you've seen this um, but I just want to have a quick talk I put it in the chat about uh, something's happening to our boy Jonathan Majors and I don't know oh. <laughs> <laughs> if did I stop your world with this one because it was world stopping huh. you know he is he is a man who, you know, one, I guess people have had very um, spirited discussions about whether or not he is actually attractive. I'm not in those discussions. No, he is. (laughs) You're not privy to those? I mean, you know, I I just, most movie stars, I feel like people just automatically slot them in the, like, you gotta be like a weird kind of like Gary Busey you know, where people are like, uh, you know, that's a specific taste. But like Jonathan Majors right. is a, I would say, a attractive man in like most metrics. Like, I don't know what we're grading him on, but like, you know, I mean, no, no, looks the, good the, to me. The, the nigga is fine. The nigga is <laughs> right. fine. Uh, uh, yeah. But this this picture that <laughs> I'm outfit, showing you guys. Um, is a choice, yeah. though. It's yeah, very yeah, much this a, is choice. a choice from, from Sundance, uh, where he 
I I said it looked like he got reversed by dudes. Like something happened to him where like instead of <laughs> instead of the corduroy, it's just a lot of denim. He's got these. He still got the cap though. He's like it's the, like still <laughs> ended up with the cap. That's, that's there's how you a know lot there's a going on. Yeah, I mean it's it's very much like I know it's like part train conductor, um, part like. Um, it's like, like it's Thomas the Tank Engine fuck. I mean, and then like maybe it's just because I'm doing like a rewatch right now, but like the jacket is very much giving me like uh, state alchemists, like military vibes from mm, Fullmetal Alchemist. Yes. Yeah, like that that yes. like kind of like long blue, like straight down like duster. Um, yeah, it's very much this... giving me like a, a a military person from a from Fullmetal Alchemist. Uh, I I feel like there's there's something like maybe if the jacket wasn't there it could work. I feel like there's I feel like there's, nah, this this dude looks like an NPC. I feel like there's just too much going <laughs> on. Train. There's just too much going on. <laughs> I feel like there are elements of it that could work, but all together it's just like yeah, it, it's it's not giving what it was supposed to give. Unfortunately, it, it it's crazy because like it does look like. I bet he saw it on the rack and was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> well, that's, let's do it. So that's this. Th- these are my two questions, right? Because Jonathan Majors is a man who, is, from what I can tell, is usually gracing the front of many a magazine, GQ and Rolling Stone, and all these other things. A fashionably I intelligent man. I don't know it. who's dressing him right. regularly. If these are his choices that he's making, or if he has a style. Nah, mama. Or, you yeah, guys, mama would like, let him walk out the house like that. We're not. <laughs> you exactly. His mama would not let him leave like that. Look, I mean, it looks like the jeans are like it, it's like a, the symbiote. Yeah, it's like taking over more and more of the outfit as yeah, he think- wears it. It's like he saw Jinko jeans. It was like, nah, I can do, yeah. I can do you one better than that. <laughs> Hold my Jinko jeans. Yeah, I think that uh, you know most celebrities, you know, particularly for you know events and and carpets of various colors, uh, you know, don't usually dress themselves. They usually have a stylist, and you know, there's probably some input there. And but like, I feel like for the most part, it's usually other people. Like, hey what kind of vibe are you going for or like what kind of uh or like what kind of or what kind of like told somebody that got him to this and i'm like that's the thing about it he doesn't really look too happy about it where like i feel like he maybe yeah like you said maybe he had an idea in his head or something and then like when it was on it was like the day of and it was like okay well i guess i have to go out in this now because um because here we are on the day of you know (laughs) but uh yeah because i i don't think that he particularly like chose picked out each and every part of this outfit because he's got it looks like he's got like a like a turtleneck of some kind but it's like tucked into his jeans yes Uh, (laughs) yeah and it almost looks like it's like made out of like leather or like some like sheen sheen type of material underneath. No, no, the shirt yeah, underneath the is like the, almost looks like it's made out yeah, of like maybe the, like yeah, some sort of like I don't know polyester blend or it's like it looks like almost like like it has a sheen to yeah. it. That's but, just a yeah. lot of layers too, because like the buttons well, are they, done they in Park City. They cold. Yeah, but it's the buttons there. are done in a way that it's like he wants you to see the shirt, you know, because there's only one. Like the middle button is yeah. the only one that's done. And he's like exposing the shirt 
but it's like it's like look at look at my <laughs> look at this, my my outfit is like jazz. It's about the notes. Right, I'm not right. Playing. I guess so. Because <laughs> I mean, my question is: Should is this cause for concern? Just because like sometimes this is the beginning of like oh no, you know, like he's going in directions that we <laughs> no. I mean, I say uh, yeah, you know, I think like, that. Uh, you back. know, if it's about the notes that are not being played, this is just like a keyboard smash. Um, but I, I think that <laughs> it's a swing and a miss. Uh, I don't know about any sort of direction. I feel like uh, you know, there's there's a, a very uh, a, a noticeable trend that happens, uh, particularly with like cis white men, and uh, I think that uh, Shia LaBeouf is the latest example of like when they. Uh, you know, when allegations start to come out about them, they like put on a dress or something, you know? And so it's- mm. Oh, to show that- Yeah, they start I'm, like, yeah, they I'm, start I'm like donning too. like, you know, like I'm, I'm like right. vaguely like queer aesthetics and like, you know, uh, I, Brad Pitt did the same thing right around the time that like the, like Angelina and his kids like came out with like some allegations. Uh, Jared Leto has done the same thing where it's like, it's like, a PR tactic almost. And I don't see that happening here with Jonathan Majors. Like this is like, this just looks like a like a, a, yeah, a thing okay. that happened that was unfortunate in terms of like his fashion sense or his stylus. I don't see him I, like necessarily like trying to make any sort of statement with this. It's just like, somebody just fucked up. <laughs> somebody might be getting fired. Right. I, think, I think it's, uh... He he was told he was told queer and he said all right cool but he didn't think queer in the sense of like sexuality he thought queer yeah, in the just, sense of yeah it's just yeah it's just like uh, yeah off kilter <laughs> succeeded <laughs> yes like, queer gotcha ah uh, well I mean you know good I, I heard you know the movie that he was promoting That's there the new, was great. Uh, he was uh, terrific at it Creed movie uh, what was okay. It's like the bodybuilding. The bodybuilder. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because so isn't, so isn't he in the new guys. Creed movie yeah. too? Oh. Okay. He, yeah, that was like the movie. Yeah, and the also, new Ant-Man. So he's... Yeah. Well, that was like the thing was like uh, the <laughs> watching the trailer with like him and Michael B. Jordan. It was just like Michael B. Jordan is kind of like the pretty boy that like everyone like, you know, I guess like universally agrees is like hot or whatever. And it's like watching that like trailer, I was just like, yeah, yeah, like Michael B. Jordan is like a boy. Jonathan Majors is a man. Like just like like mm. watching that trailer, it was just like just like the look of it was like yeah, a pretty boy <laughs> versus like a fine ass man. Like I, I was just like the 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 stroke game yep. is like not comparable. Like it's just like one of these knows how to put it down, and the other one. I, you know, got broken up with by Lori Harvey. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, one of course, side at the Lakers game. Don't want to make eyes out. Just down bad, yeah. Ouch. Um, Shout out Damson interest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking of being down bad, let's talk about the movie that we watched this week, which you may have put together, The Indian in the Cupboard, which oh. is a movie that came out in 1995. It is based on a book that came out in the 1980s uh, by the same name by Lynn Reed Banks. It's uh, 
there's a lot to unpack and we'll we'll yeah. get there as we go along which is the the technical aspects you need to know directed by frank oz yes that frank oz of miss piggy fame of uh yoda fame um and go went on to do other great things but this is just a strange blip in his filmography where uh he says that he was originally reticent to do the film just because he's not necessarily known for doing children's films even though again he did years of muppets but yeah um it is also written by melissa matheson who was one of the screenwriters of et so <laughs> yeah uh it's got a weird it's also produced by kathleen kennedy so it's got a strange pedigree of like you know heavy hitters yeah very top top flight creators and like names in hollywood specifically at the time but like who just was <laughs> smoking a blunt and was like yo let's do it all right you do it first i'm a all right let's do let's do it at the same time let's make the mistake together yeah um uh, has a lot of people that some of them you might know some of them you obviously don't like house gardino who is the lead character amory who we're going to talk a lot about him because one what a strange performance (laughs) and two i don't he wasn't set up to win how how many fucking close-ups of his face do we need to see oh yeah like frank oz said he was like get me the weirdest face you can find because i'm gonna get deep in the boards i want to see all the gaps in his hey, yeah does is, is, is his face starting to break out has he had puberty yet let's see it let's get close is he doing it like mid shot <laughs> uh, uh, let's do it let's do it keep, right, keep the yeah, first take I, yeah we'll get we'll get to the moment that i really was just like okay uh, I, I think it's yeah, i think it's we, the we moment that there. we all want to talk about yeah. so <laughs> uh, we'll get there we'll, we'll get there in due time uh but yeah this is also like a a a, a an interesting movie for Frank Oz considering that so like it's just like fully live action you know yeah. like I feel like I mean not like I mean you know the, he's known for like uh you know movies with like a lot of like puppetry and, and practical movie. effects and things like that yeah yeah and so this is an interesting thing for him to like be doing this movie that's just kind of like has some interesting uh you know I guess visual effects and, and, and kind of like portraying the smaller, you know, the small versus mm-hmm. the large and, and and working that whole thing out. But yeah, it's interesting that it's like all kind of just very uh, realistic in terms of the 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 visual portrayal of all of the characters. Yeah, yeah there is a mastery of visual effects going on here, but I don't know if the subject matter anyone was ready for no. <laughs> it's, it's kind of amazing how the movie gets to the point that we're going to talk about later and realizes oh we we should talk about that yeah for <laughs> do we know if uh if the movie is how true the movie is to the source material is this like we'll, we could talk about that too because i've yeah i've got some information i've never read the books and obviously now Neither i'm not I. going to go back and right, read yeah. that book. um <laughs> it it is um yes and no yeah there's there's some bits that are straight out of the book some bits that are i guess either removed or changed or toned down for the film so we'll we'll talk about those uh in a little bit but 
I guess the last thing you need to know is this movie had a budget of $45 million and had a box office of $35.7 million. Uh, so it bombed and then was set up initially to have a couple of sequels because there's a couple of sequels to the books. And immediately they were like, nah, it's going to work. Well, thank goodness for that. Yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'll, I'll do the five minutes, Cameron, if you want to get – get that ready but uh, I, got, I got my fingers crossed for you there's yeah, several things that happen in this movie but not enough yeah for it to be in five minutes let's see what not happens. enough yes <laughs> all right let me all right know. here you go three two one so we we open on just a bizarre sequence of like them opening and closing a cupboard on various native figurines that's it's never explained it's just somebody somebody's doing that somewhere uh then we smash cut to our main character amory on his it says ninth birthday we never know how old this kid is but i i guess he's nine and like what a what a party his family is there Uh, his best friend patrick is there he receives in succession a skateboard a new action figure and then one of his brothers basically says i found this cupboard on the street happy birthday and just gives him a cupboard that he found and then his mom he's like oh but do we have any keys and his mom is like oh yeah i have all kinds of keys that i used to keep i mean i guess like she listened to clips please open doors she was like i have Tons of keys from my childhood. Have one that my <laughs> grandmother gave me. Keys, keys, open doors. <laughs> Aubrey, I got you. No and problems. so then afterwards, they go to the skate park. And Patrick, who we have to mention, is a South Asian child. Yes. It's just a choice that this movie made. Yes. Gives Omri out of nowhere and, and says it in a way that's almost like yeah but, you know my mom is tripping because i was gonna get you like a batman but she was like nah we can't do that so here's like a just a native figurine <laughs> and he said he said he got it because it reminded him of, which yeah, is yep. like the, the the little brown boy <laughs> gave the white boy an indian and said that the indian reminded the brown boy, like of the white, and boy, with no, yes. that the white boy was reminiscent of, with the no Indian. context, no follow up, like, no like, no, yeah, <laughs> just so movie already, <laughs> no reasoning at all. <laughs> so you know he he's got all this stuff. He's getting ready to go to bed, but you know he wants to play with all his new stuff. So he puts his his native figurine in the cupboard, locks it, closes it, goes to sleep. Wakes up the next day, and who's alive now? Uh, but Littlefoot, the uh, the Iroquois man that he put into the cover, who immediately pulls a knife on him as he should, because that's what I would do if a giant white child was looming over top of me. Uh, but they have like this brief back and forth where Little Bear has just assumed that Omri is a god and refers to him as a god and uh, treats him as a god. Um, Omri is Omri doesn't really do anything to disabuse him of that but also his he's saying it his reaction to it is like i was worried about this child he was he didn't seem very bright to begin with but like he was just kind of like huh okay well (laughs) i'm guessing c plus student um but his mom is like time to go to school so he locks uh little bear back in the cupboard all day he's at school excited 
he turns to Patrick in class and says, I really like the Indian you got me. Goes home, runs home, can't wait to get upstairs, opens the cupboard, but Little Bear is once again just a figurine. He's not alive anymore. Aubrey's kind of like, was that, was I tripping? Was I having too much birthday cake? Um, but, you know, he, same thing. He does it again. He, he locks it. He opens it again uh, the next morning. And once again, Little Bear is alive. Uh, and so th- this is kind of... This chunk of the movie is basically Little Bear confusing Omri for a god, Omri trying to keep Little Bear a secret from his parents and like everybody else in his life, and then also like just doing weird things where he like takes him outside in a box, just loose in a box. <laughs> and, and then like you know steals all of his dad's toys because he tries to give little bear a teepee and little bear is like you dumbass i don't live in a teepee and he's like oh okay uh <laughs> let's figure something else out he gives him some of his mom's unseasoned cooking and little bear's like thanks um uh, they 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 kind of form some strange relationship i can't really say what it is because you know again like little bear is convinced that this kid is a god and he's like yeah, maybe i don't know uh but little bear then gets dropped in the box stabs himself with his own knife and so Aubrey has to bring to life a world war one army medic from britain to like played by steve coogan uh to <laughs> help save i could not even say because little bear's kind of like this is a flesh wound dog like i'm okay uh <laughs> it, it's every week but there's not a lot left like he he starts to form this relationship but then in one of the <laughs> most bizarre sequences so like him and patrick have been going back and forth patrick is kind of like caught on maybe a little bit that something is going Mm -hmm. on he doesn't know that like the toys are coming to life but he's kind of like something's up with you you're not talking to me i want to know uh but so so has his father his father look white children get to say and do things that we just can't do because his father sits him down he's like hey omri i'm missing some tools for my shed that I need. Do you know what happened to them? And Amri's like, oh, uh, I buried them in the yard. And his dad is like, oh, okay. Well, can we go to the store and get new can we ones? Buy new tools. And his dad, and then Amri's like, shut the fuck up. I'm an adult now. I don't. I'll go do it. <laughs> I can do it on my own. I don't need you. <laughs> Give me the money, bitch. <laughs> Give me the money, dad. And I'm going to go handle it. It's not even that or far away. Yeah, even though they're in New York and like he's walking for a while. Like he makes it sound like the store is across the street, but he's gone several city blocks on his own <laughs> at nine years old. <laughs> and then when he comes out of the store, th- this 12 year old kid just like G checks him, like, like sees him walks straight up on him shoulder checks him into the wall and says give me your money give me the money so quote is quote is give me the money <laughs> and omri just kind of like sadly hands it over and then says you don't deserve hair or like some you dumb don't shit. deserve that hair it took me a second <laughs> to well, get that because so, he had a mo- yeah because it was the yeah because it was the mohawk because he also brought like uh the other like yeah to life yeah mohawk chief to life so he could get the bow and arrow yeah from but the mohawk chief had a heart attack died, and died immediately yeah. died to which right on and then site. so 
<laughs> and so Omri like sees this white boy with a mohawk who steals his money. And so his response is, you don't deserve that hair. It's, like, <laughs> and also it's such a, like a thoughtless thing to put in there. It's like so wild. Like why it's would so you, wild. Oh my God. Well, why would you assume that you do or somebody else closer to you? Omri. Especially after you just killed well, that let's man. Let's not like, forget. You just murdered he killed, the chief he, of the tribe. He kills this elderly native man and then his immediate response is can we just send that back? Can we just <laughs> close that back Yes, up? his first, his first <laughs> response as soon as like the chief like starts to have the heart attack and he's like introduce, introduce the death immediately. He's like uh, 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 can we just like put him back and yeah. he'll be okay? And little, little and bear's little like, bear like, like, no, 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 nigga, he died. <laughs> That's not how this he works. Had a family, <laughs> he had a life, and you killed him. And then, because then there's oh, another God. random scene where somewhere Omri gets like a deer and like little yep. bear hunts it and kills it and then says like some kind of prayer over it. Then Omri says the same prayer over the elderly man he's killed. And so it's not the same thing because you <laughs> killed a, not even just a, a man that you I, seemingly, we'll talk about this in a minute too, I believe transposed through time into I, your So we, that's we going to talk about the rules. We got to talk about the rules. I got to understand the rules. But, that then, set up. but then, like, Little Bear has killed an animal that he's going to eat and use, you know, most of the parts for survival. You inexplicably and haphazardly murdered a man and then you buried him in a crown royal bag in the backyard. <laughs> you don't get to say <laughs> prayers over his body about like reconciliation and like seeing him in the next life. Like you no. So anyways. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep going. After after this kid G checks him and steals his money, Patrick's mom, I guess, is just walking around the corner and Patrick is also there. And when they go back to his house, Patrick is like, hey, I have this cool like because I think Patrick by this time has seen Little Bear. Like they've they've gotten yeah. uh, you know, a little glimpse of what the, the cabinet can do. And so Patrick is a sociopath. Right, Patrick's immediate response is like, "I want one. I want <laughs> yeah, one like, of those. <laughs> I want to own a person. I want to own a person too. You know, like, and they're and they're by any means necessary. They're talking about trading these people like Pokemon, and so he's like, "Yo, okay, I got a cowboy. Let's put this cowboy in your cupboard." Omri's like, "No, don't do that." But then the second Omri leaves the room, he's like. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. And he puts it in <laughs> the cupboard. And then they were introduced to Boone the Cowboy, whose first thing is he shoots Patrick, I believe, and then yeah. goes on about engines and like all kinds of racist, savage imagery the second he yep. sees Little Bear. So of course, you know, that means that these two are gonna be forced to be together for considerable periods of time. They get taken to school in a fanny pack, and then yep. It, it yeah it's like as they're like listening like they're like listening to like the kids like talk about their school projects and they're just kind of like staring at each other and then like at one point they just start like laughing about something for some reason like something that they would have no context no for context as these like out of time century well and then <laughs> during this sequence is when little bear apropos of nothing in the throwaway line tells boone that his family was killed by smallpox and then yep. we never talk about it again. But we don't. Oh my god! 
Like, it's not even like, we don't even get him telling the story. We just get like a cut to them where Boone is saying like, sniffling and saying like smallpox oh that's like so sad about your family yeah, so sad about like we don't even get like the story it's just like yeah it's, let's go it's on wild. because there's tons of this yeah so then uh you know patrick and and omri get into an argument in front of their teacher where there's the threat of somebody else finding out about the cupboard and so they agree to kind of keep it hush hush they go back and then Omri's cupboard is gone because earlier, for just another insane reason, he took his brother's pet rat, who's in a ball, dumped it in the laundry bin, and left it there, presumably to die. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he didn't. Ta- he didn't take the. The rat wasn't in the ball. Oh, that oh. time it was in the ball when ah, he kicked it down yeah. multiple <laughs> flights of stairs. <laughs> Uh, but it wasn't in the ball. Then he took the ball to the laundry room so that way the rat would have to stay in the yeah. cage. Because the rat had got out earlier and was like in his room. And that's why his brothers came in and like saw the long house that Little Bear right. had built. And so that's when he like kicked the rat down multiple flights <laughs> of stairs. Uh, and then after that, like he like snuck into like the room and put the rat's ball in the laundry room so that way the brothers wouldn't be able to let it out again. and so and so that way it wouldn't yeah. like wander into his room and so they <laughs> but then the, the brother who gave him the cupboard steals the cupboard and there's this whole sequence where he has to get it back from him but he has the cupboard but doesn't have the key and so now he can't send either boone or uh little bear back so now it's just like i guess we own you now or you live with us unclear what their plan was but <laughs> they're gonna have a sleepover and during the sleepover what do you think happens? They stay up all night watching Motley Crue videos, videos. the Discovery (laughs) Channel, and then I believe it's Patrick who settles upon a Western in which indigenous people are being savagely murdered, and they watch it for, I think, five minutes. Like, (laughs) don't immediately say, hey, you know, we've got a small native man and a cowboy here who are alive with weapons. Maybe we should change who's never seen a television before and don't know this isn't a real thing that's happening. And so, of course, both of them get worked out. Both of them are, well, at least Boone is screaming racial epithets and uh, Little Bear is just traumatized. Scalp you in the night. Uh, And then Little Bear errantly shoots Boone and then of course for whatever reason Little Bear even though he just witnessed this man say every horrible thing he could say oh, about his people <laughs> is distraught yeah he's like I'm so sorry oh my god I can't believe I shot the racist oh my god why oh, would someone please think of the racist he's gotta save him but they can't bring back the medic because they don't have the key, have the key. and so while they're everybody's sad his, Omri's mom randomly comes into the room and says, oh yeah, just now, right now, I came to tell you that the rat that you let loose might actually be underneath the floorboards in your room. Have a good night. I'm going to go now. <laughs> and so <laughs> what What do they do for Little Bear after all of the trauma they've put upon him? <laughs> they say, hey, we're too big to fit into the floorboards. <laughs> I think the key's down there. What if we stuck your body in there, even though there is a live rat that could eat you? Could you get the let's, key wait, for us? <laughs> let's let's quote the movie real quick, which is the best part of this whole sequence, which is uh, Little Bear asking, what is there down there to fear? 
with Omri's return. Everything. Yeah, just like a white man. So. Everything. <laughs> My nigga, there's spiders go. twice you go ahead. the size of yeah. your body. There's also a giant rat in there that could eat and digest you. You got it, though. Now go, now go get that cue for that me. <laughs> and so... Don't forget I own you. <laughs> little Bear goes down. There's lots of screaming and yelping and all kinds of stuff. But after a while, he comes back up with the key. And maybe the best shot of the movie where a rat jumps out of the cup. It actually got me. And then Patrick just one hands this rat. He just grabs it out of the air. And they just throw it out of the room. Uh, So now they're able to get their medic back who's helped save Boone. They're just about to set because as as Omri goes into the bathroom to go get more supplies he looks at himself in the mirror and says maybe i'm wrong <laughs> and then it's like we got to send them back and so they make the decision to send them back not before Omri goes back there's a for whatever reason there's a diorama at his school of like indigenous people and he keeps plucking random people just for his own personal needs and so he grabs an indigenous woman and is about to put her in the cabinet and little bear is like nigga are you not watching the movie stop doing that you got problems like this like this point i'm like this is this is human trafficking like you are like you are literally like taking an indigenous woman and planning on like Pulling her out of time or whatever to. By the way, movie doesn't know where they're pulling these people from, but continue. Right to be like, yeah, to be like forced to like marry this. And little bear's like, like, this woman probably has a wife and a family and like all kinds of other stuff. Like this is wrong. And Amri's like, okay, yeah, 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 doesn't do it. (laughs) Uh, Little bear performs what I'm hoping is a at least partially authentic <laughs> for his sake for his sake uh, I'm hoping it's authentic too. celebration goodbye uh, and him and Boone are getting ready to go back not before Little Bear after maybe what an hour and 20 minutes looks up at Omri and decides to ask the first real question of the movie which is hey are my people the Iroquois are we always a great people and Omri's like uh, you know, he gives him, he gives him the, he's like, yeah, <laughs> he, it's, he's like, but, but there are some bad times, but he gives yeah, him the Larry David, yeah. uh, from Curb Your Enthusiasm. He's just like, eh. <laughs> maybe, it's, I don't know. Oh my it's God. Really great. It's really great. Let's just unpack this moment right here. We'll start here. Cause this is the end of the movie, by the way. Oh no, there's the, there's the end, end there, of the movie that I want to ending, talk about. But we'll, and we'll, there's the actual ending and we're going to get there too. But this moment requires deep unpacking okay it's literally just the one question we honestly if you're (laughs) above the age of 15 you're asking the question cowboys and indians you force them to hang around in a little white boy's room (laughs) for an hour and a half or this at this the movie's rate what a week and a half i guess yeah and then the thing happened the the, you got a cowboy and an indian together and then the thing happened and now we have to discuss it and how do we discuss it (laughs) Two sentences. <laughs> Are we always a great people? Yeah. Do you live a long time? Nah. Well, his words are like, you are a great people, but things are not always great for you. Things are, which yeah, is things like, are always not yeah. great 
for you. What an understatement. <laughs> and, then, and then with that, Little Bear is like, we go. Yeah, that's a good enough. Okay. What? <laughs> Bro, like, I'm not saying you have to, like, fucking uh, Back to the Future this and, like, tell Little Bear about, like, smallpox blankets and fucking. Uh, he like, knows about smallpox. Give him the info. He, every, <laughs> apparently, they know about smallpox and it happened already. So we're in the latter half of genocide. Yeah. Right now. But, like, we couldn't send him back with the knowledge. We couldn't be like, hey, fam, they come in this way and they come in that way. Like, read a couple well, books. Well, then Army might it. have, like, disappeared from the yeah. timeline, you know? <laughs> but with that, he, he closes the <laughs> closes the cupboard on him. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, because wait, wait. We, we got to unpack this, too. Wait, so, no, no, no. Because, okay, so. <laughs> Throughout the movie, there's been a couple of times where, you know, uh, Little Bear has talked about his nephew mm. and oh, how when yes, he was pulled from yes. time, he was with he was with his nephew, like in like in going into the wilderness to like, you know, complete this like right to manhood. And in this moment, we have like a moment where they like connect eye to eye and then like this like, you know, is this actually happening? Is this like Magical in their minds? Realism. Are they connecting? Right. Yeah. And like they 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 come into like they go into each other's minds and you know, little bear is like full size and they're like standing in front of each other, like in the middle of like a forest. A blue screen forest. Yeah. And and little bear is like, now you are my nephew. I, no, like, I, <laughs> I, I take you. As yeah, he's like, nephew. I take you as my nephew, and like now you are a man. And Omri and smiles the like goofiest, like, thank you, yeah. thank you for taking me. Oh yes. Well, oh, because also, like, I don't know if they were still trying to include the force perspective thing they had been using before. Little Bear looked like he was seven feet tall, or Omri is like straight a, up a, a three foot kid because like he was looking up at him like he was the Kembe Matumbo. <laughs> <laughs> which i was like what is happening I, I don't think you're wrong though because i was definitely like wait wait huh? he is huge but why are they on a blue screen of a set that they could have easily built they just gone outside yeah uh, so i was like they literally could have gone to prospect park and been like shoot this around these trees my nigga. yeah like, let's let's get it popping it's so funny because it seems like such oh such a weird moment to land on for both of them right? yes because little little bear is going to go back and he'll actually be with his nephew, whereas he he doesn't have to take him as his nephew. This is literally like uh, what this is uh his fantasy. This yes. is a fantasy of like oh yes, oh yes. I I am now I am now one with the Onondaga Gold Tribe. I I am now an Iroquois man. Like, like no. I guess it's slightly better than like him leaving considering this little white boy to be a god yeah i guess that's slightly better like he learned that like relatively like that yeah that you know he's like okay i guess you're just like you know we you know you can be like my play cousin you know as opposed to like (laughs) being like my god literally literally. we we play (laughs) yes well because then we get to uh what what is my absolute favorite scene of the movie which is the end of the movie which is insane they have been giving these kids at school what i assume to be a journaling project because they're all just choosing random topics to talk about my favorite character in the movie emily 
uses her time to talk about her yeah. Punisher trading card and how, she how she's a looking for yeah. and she's looking for a Wolverine <laughs> and she needs to get this holographic card to finish her collection. So she's the only cool one in this class because Omri's telling let Emily cook. Omri's telling this dumb story about him and Little Bear, which his teacher is like, "You're just making this shit up, right?" Because if not. Maybe you should go see the council. Yeah, I was like, yeah, like, we need to send a goofy joke. Send a goofy joke too. He's I, throughout the movie. I think it's like three scenes. He's been telling the story of like what's happening to him. Yeah. with the cupboard, and the teacher's like, "All right, shut up, stupid." And then like, <laughs> on to the next kid. And then there's Emily, who's got the dope, like you know, uh, comic book card set. And then there's also and then there's this, like, the story of JFK. Weeb, this little weeb boy They're... who's just like obsessed with the JFK assassination. There's Sam, <laughs> who Sam Sam seemingly is learning about jfk in real time because <laughs> as we time, go yes. along each time he's like jfk was a great man was he was president man. yada yada jfk you know like the cuba missile crisis you know yada yada <laughs> then this is the end of the movie this is literally the last it, scene of it, the film it's underscoring omri's face <laughs> omri has just finished his report the teacher is like great sam JFK was shot and killed in Texas. <laughs> As the music swells. He died. And there's just and a close-up. Oh, my God. Music comes and it's up. this long close-up of this like boy's face. Like, a full <laughs> minute. Like, a, yeah, it's... A, a full minute of just, like, a close-up with no dialogue happening. Any, like, the, the dialogue has finished at this point, and it's literally just him... Like sitting, thinking about off like the I, I kept a man for a week, and then he like it's, smiles slightly, and then it's I, like he had a stroke. And <laughs> they like, just zoomed in. Just the longest shot for because it's almost like what the fuck are you even thinking about? Yeah, you sent him back. Good, mind your business now. Yes, and that's literally the end of the movie. Like I, it it's feels like they were just trying to get it to runtime, like trying to get it to feature length. It was yes. like <laughs> that. That plus, I feel troll. I feel tr- the little boy talking about the JFK assassination over this like weird kids like goofy gap to smile. It was like, like remembering about a a native man that he kept at be uh, like outside of his will. It's like the Frank Oz was in the editing bay and then he was like, "All right, and then what's next?" So we don't have any more film. That's that's all the footage. <laughs> Oh. Rise of the score. <laughs> Fade out. Fade out. No, cut to black, cut me that shit. Like, it's, so. it's just wild, like, how... So, first of all, like, Patrick... Like, Patrick being the person in this movie who has to be, like, moralized to as, like, a brown child in America by this white boy of, like... You can't use people like it's like it's bad to like like essentially like using like this wild child to give this brown boy a a, a lesson on exploitation. It's just it's wild. It's already what? wild. <laughs> because like Patrick is like the person who's like pushing like the the like the to make more to like put more people into the cupboard after mm-hmm. like uh Omri, which again, what a just what an absolutely what 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 is that name? Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought he, I thought it was Aubrey for a while until I turned on the captions, no. and it's like, no, it's Omri, O M R I, and I was like, uh, okay, all right, <laughs> oh, choices it's, it's, were made. It's weird because that is a choice, right? To make that child South Asian, 
are you yes. are you trying is that like a weird wink wink hey not that kind of indian in the cupboard is that like a weird like it t- feels <laughs> on the nose but like on, on what nose yeah on what face right because i know you're, it, it, you're trying to say something you wouldn't have cast him up. You, he could have been anybody. Yes. He could have been anybody. He did not have to be anybody. But he is yet. also the only other person of color in the whole movie. And he is, yes. like, instigating all of and the... And he's troublesome. Yes. Like, and not in the way that, like, kids are, where it's just like, oh, yeah, because, like, Omri, even though it never sticks, like, will have these moments of, like, oh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, yeah. Because, like, when when they're with the teacher, Omri's, like, real upset. He's, like, you can't do that because they're real people, Patrick. You can't treat right. them like that. And Patrick's, like, Why? can I? He's, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he's about. What, what, the, the scene where the teacher, like, tries to get between the two of them, he's, like, I I'll show. Him. I'll fucking Nigga, do it. I will, yeah. out. I will pull. It, it's funny. And the teacher's like, the, uh, what yeah, he talking. He's got to be because the the toys are in the kids' fanny packs. Yes. So it's kind of like they're looking down at. <laughs> Patrick's just Definitely like concerns me a little bit. You know what I mean? But you know, I, I packed that thing too. So he come around this way, you will get caught. I mean, that's what it sounded like. like. Patrick is it's, it's either like they're looking down at their dicks or they're looking down at guns they might have in their fanny pack. Either way, the teacher's like, show me no fanny pack. <laughs> and that. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to see what's in anything. Right. I wish we could all just go away from the situation. Well, because before that, Patrick has gone off to like talk to other kids who's just yeah, like, he's oh, like trying to show, let me show you what I, you know, in his fanny pack. And so, like, he's every, every, I mean, he gets shot. Uh, immediately and he's still like nah i want to keep going with this like i want to see what else you know and like what can i do with this i guess only credit for it being i think this movie has to be rated g at most pg because can you imagine two 11 year old boys putting like a barbie in their cupboard oh god you know what i mean like they could have got real bad it could have uh, gone. It could have gone south real quick. Uh, so yeah, this movie has to be like. <laughs> I mean, the way he says, the way he says, uh, <laughs> it's one shot, and it's him, it's uh, Omri back at school the next day after he's like tried it, and he's like, I really like the idiot, but he's like hunched over. I know, and like his his leg is tapping hard. He's like, Oh my god, Patrick, <laughs> get to own one. Oh, fuck. <laughs> You gotta try this shit. Oh, it's so good. Have you ever tried like, like having complete and total control over someone else's life? Like the thrill <laughs> is exhilarating. Like <laughs> I know it is like. I'm Have you ever held a man's okay. life in the and palm like, of your Patrick. hand, knowing that at any moment you could crush him and end it all? <laughs> he is power high. He is power high. He's like, oh my god, I can't wait to like lord my life over this little motherfucker. Like, and it's oh, like, like there's multiple times in the movie where. Little Bear says, like, I want to go back. Like, send me back. Before the key is even lost. Like, there's multiple points where Little Bear is like, yeah, I want to go back. And it's just like, oh, no, but like, no, no, like, you know, just don't. Well, Amri gives him the... Or Amri's like, I I built you something. Or you'll be fine. Here's this teepee that you can live in. And he's like, oh. Yeah, he's like, he's like, like, air on sleeping teepee. We sleep in longhouses. And it's like, all of these things where he's just like... Yeah, you're. You're. He's like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'll go figure it out. Well, so Amory 
there's so much to unpack. I guess let's start. Let's start here since we're having this conversation. Armory hits him with so much like white liberal and like white just like power structure adjacent dialogue that i don't yes. think the movie is aware of where he hits he gives them a lot of oh yeah oh you want to go back okay we'll do that tomorrow like yeah w- sure you know like just placating him and then never does it like never never intends yeah. to do it but just is like oh that's what you want to hear okay i'll say that yeah and then and then i'll keep doing what i'm doing because what are you going to do about it you right. know? <laughs> like, I, i'm literally four times your size you know and like he keep, 40 times his size <laughs> he keeps he keeps going around because like little bear this is a trope that i just hate in everything film books you know any kind of thing where it's like it there's an emphasis and a desire and a need for little bear to not also also learn the same lesson that Omri is learning but also like be the one to teach the lesson you right. know and it's like what and what in what situation where this man is and we'll we'll talk about this in just a second i assume being brought through time <laughs> displaced and brought into this little cupboard and shrunk down like what obligation does he have to teach this kid shit you know, and it's like right. he's he's being forced to learn the same lesson of tolerance and understanding because now he has to live with Boone. But it's like, what obligation does he have to that man who very much so is like you could see his mouth watering watching that movie like he is on a high just watching wanton destruction and slaughter. And like Little Bear is forced to be the one to not only save this man's life and care for him. But also, like, be the be the one who has some kind of moral high ground. Like, the noble savage is off the charts in this movie. But, like, why is it Little Bear's obligation to do anything? Like, but it's yes. but but I think it's also this, right? Like, this is a, the movie is not smart enough to do this. But it's a microcosm of like he has to placate Amory for survival right like he has to keep this man happy because who knows what could happen to him right like he could could get smushed yeah so at every turn even even though this kid is like i'm your friend i love you i want to help you let me feed you let me do all that like in the back of little bird's mind it's always like but just by accident like not even on purpose you could literally crush me you know what i mean and it's like again, that's too high level a concept for this movie to have. But you know, just in those interpersonal relationships as people of color, like you're always kind of like, okay, yeah, you know, like we're friends in that sense, but like at any given moment, like we're not. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's there's the one moment where, uh, well, as we discussed, the Mohawk chief. He tries to bring a Mohawk chief to life in order to get his bow and arrow, and he does take the bow and arrow. Just right out of his hands. Yeah, just snatch, but then, like, the Mohawk chief is like an 80-year-old man seeing, like, a a child 40 times his size, and he's like, holy crap, there goes my heart, and dies right on sight. And then Little Bear 
sees that he's crying, sees that Omri's crying and like afraid of what to do, has no idea what to do, and then realizes in that moment that, oh, he's a child. So the movie does try to have that, have its cake, but not eat it as well, because like, <laughs> oh shit, here's the realization that you're a child, but that doesn't change how I'm going to interact with you over the course right. of the movie, yeah. other than like, right now I'm going to like admonish you for not knowing how to bury this old man. <laughs> Well, he was like, can we just turn him back into, into the toy? world? Can we just turn him back and, you Yeah, know, can we just send that back? Because because he was like, what happens if we just close the door? And, like, Little Bear was like, I guess he'll go back to his people. And but also, Aubrey's but, like, cool, yeah, do that. But also, like, <laughs> cool does that, that mean that that chief just, like, disappeared and was never heard from again? Well, See, because, like, they yeah, pulled yes. him out of time. <laughs> And then they didn't like put his body back after he died. No. And so it's like what? he he just like disappeared from wherever he was in time and was like never seen again. Well, let's yes. let's get into the Pokemon. Exactly that. Let's get into the Pokemon of it all, right? So like sure. what happens when they become real, right? Because like here's the problem with the movie in terms of the rules of the structure, right? Let's if go. it was said that oh yes you you, what you're doing ostensibly is transposing something somewhat equivalent to what you put in and that's what's coming back out so it's just it's almost like matter transmutation the law of equivalent exchange (laughs) yeah then it's like okay like that makes somewhat sense but then there's the sequence where he puts all of his fictional characters right into the cupboard. So now it's just like, well, this, it's just anything. Like it's just anything. He's like, anything. He's got like uh, uh, Darth Vader, Robocop, T-Rex, Robocop, two Ferengi. It looked like Admiral Akbar was down yeah. there. Uh, oh, that was Ferengi the from, from yeah. Deep Space Nine. Yeah. Oh, Ferengi. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how does he watch Star Trek? I don't. He's got all kinds of he's toys nine. that I'm like, I don't know if kids should have any of these things. But like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's got all this. So he puts it in there, and then, but even there, right? He watches it and is seemingly horrified at what he sees. Yes. Closes it, locks it up again, and makes the decision at that moment that I'm going to send Little Bear back. Except I'm not because there's an hour and twenty minutes left in this movie, right. and so I think maybe I'll just keep it. But it's like so. The then the rules just go out the window because I don't know what's happening. If if you're telling me that you are bringing people from the past or wherever mm-hmm. into this dimension or in this world. Then, like, what, did you bring fucking Peter Sellers into your toy box? With, oh, course, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah with who is Robocop? Like, like, yeah, it's like <laughs> the guy who played uh, Darth Vader in there, the, but the seven foot white guy, not James. <laughs> you brought that random Englishman. Like, who is into your cupboard? And who's the T Rex? Like, what? Like, what is going on? Like, all of this stuff. That was just a random T Rex from you know sense. just the. From the Jurassic yeah. Movie. Yeah. Yes. So to Craig's question, I don't know what happens. When you get pulled out of wherever you are, does a toy take right. your place? Does something go back? Do, do you just place? disappear? Yeah. Like, it's so... Well, Little Bear was... <laughs> Little Bear says that he was out, you know, on the right to manhood trip with his, with his nephew. And so he probably was like, all right, nephew, we, we're going to hunt the salmon in the river. And then, floop, and then he flooped, and the nephew was like, 
oh shit, what just happened? But then Little Bear wakes up in the cupboard in the body of the action figure. Full memories, full character. He's a character, he's a person. Yes. You know, memories and a lived life. But, like, at the toy company, were they, like, <laughs> oh, this is a little bear action figure, or, like, did they Right, that's because the thought, thing is, like, because, like, yeah, where does, like... The cupboard choose yeah, who these it, backstories, like, like, they have, like, entire backstories for, like, what are mostly, like, generic, like... Yeah. Random yeah, generic people. Like, what if, what if there was, like, a little broke boy action figure, and they put it in there, and then I get poofed out of wherever <laughs> I was at... At the at the Western Union, trying to get my like check together or something like that, and then I get poofed into this little white boy in Brooklyn Heights like <laughs> cupboard or something like that, and then I'm at his beck and call because the, for the next week and a half until he deems that he's scared he, enough. Yeah, of me. well, because the soldier that they pull out of the war is like, oh, am I having a dream? My little nigga had training. He was like, I know how to sew anybody up. Because it, it seemed like he was a for real for real soldier from World War One, maybe two. And was like, yeah, and was just like, oh, okay, (laughs) you know, here I am. I guess I'll just keep doing what I'm doing, doing my job, you know, saving lives, you know, all this stuff. I'm really smart enough to tell him that you're you're dreaming and you're hallucinating. Not Little Bear, though. Little Bear, you got to live with this shit. Little Bear, I'm real. (laughs) I'm your god. (laughs) Steve Coogan, uh, I'm just a dream, bro. I'm an apparition. Just stitch this guy up and like go back to the trench where you woke up where you went to sleep. In the middle of the fucking war. Could you imagine? You were in the war. Pop, 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 pop. Guns and like explosions and shrapnel. Yeah. And you like tried to catch a wink or something like that. And then you woke up and a, uh, too much a futuristic little boy. Too went, much morphine, dog. Like I, yeah. gotta lay off the, <laughs> I gotta lay off this morphine, kid. So, but then it's also like unclear. Is the cupboard magic? Is the key magic? Yeah, that's like, the, what is, is the it key that? magic? Yeah. And it's a random key and a random cupboard. So it's like yeah. random magic. Where is that? Yeah, because like, yeah, Omri's mom just has been collecting keys since she was I a got kid. Keys. Yeah. Like for reasons, like just like what? And the brother was just like in Park Slope, like, oh, I guess my little brother will like this piece. Yeah, of I was thing. like, everyone is just giving him trash. Like, it's just like, what? yeah, here's your birthday. I found this two blocks away. You know what I mean? Like, Hand this, me down city for this kid. You know, so it's it's wild because so it's hard to not, even though the movie does a very tepid attempt to interact with the racial implications of the story it's presenting. Which, you know, we can we can take a moment also to pause and ask, why? Why is this a Native American man? What well, purpose does this that's serve? The book. To, that's the book. You're asking, <laughs> we're asking this question to the author of the book, but, not really the move, makers of the movie. But what difference would it make if this was just like a random like action figure toy? Because like seemingly what the moral of the movie is, is mm-hmm. that, you know, like people are uh, yeah not toys obviously but like the way that you like interact with people you know all these images and things that you're seeing of of other people that you don't know you know like there's so much more to them you need to get to know people Mm -hmm. reconcile these differences yada yada whatever but it's like is there a way because what you're doing is invoking real history of real right. people 
you know, and yeah. if you're going to do that, you can't not actually acknowledge because I mean, forget the part where Omri's just like, yeah, you know, it's not really, it's not really good for you, bro. Like, <laughs> This is probably the best as it's going to get right now in my room. <laughs> it's all downhill from I know. Me. I'm going to give you the best years of your life, Bear. <laughs> oh, but, like, even the idea of, like, we're not even... Because, yes, it is a kid's movie, and you're not going to get directly into, like, the actual genocide. But we're going to mention smallpox. We're going to mention smallpox, you know. Right. But it's like, what's ha- what happened... And what continues to happen, this is this is one of my biggest, just, like, I can't believe this is how, not only this movie, like, played out, but, like, how things continue to play out. Because the, the implications of this are that Native people are in the past and of the past and don't presently exist. That there are not mm-hmm. people who are still living today with cultures and traditions and community. They are remnants of a long gone time when there were cowboys and they rode around and they scalped people and all that mm-hmm. stuff but like but but that's the thing that we don't have to worry about anymore because they're not around anymore right and it's like what right <laughs> like, what but it's you... also not it's also not even like we have to worry about them anymore like indians are of a bygone time altogether. but right but why cameron <laughs> Omri would love to tell you why, but he can't. He doesn't have the time. He's got that. He's got that little Iroquois book that he's carrying around with him, where he said he goes to Little Bear has the audacity to said, "I read up on your people." Oh God, yeah. <laughs> did you read up on what you did to our people? Omri, did you get to that part? Yeah, no. It was just like like the, literally, this nigga grew up to be Ron DeSantis. It's like, <laughs> well, it, it, the the problem the problem the problem is that. There's an inherent problem, right? <laughs> White people <laughs> murdered these people. But, but, they're a people important enough to a collective history, our collective history, and our collective knowledge of America that we honor this at the same time as like tiptoeing around the fact that colonizers murdered these people. Yes. So Not just colonizers, inherent... people that looked like Omri. Literally. <laughs> literally, like you woke up in your... Can the... you imagine waking the, up um, and there's a, a 20-foot white child and you... Well, I mean, this is what... Ju- that's fucking Kindred, technically. Right. That's Octavian oh, Butler's Kindred. But you just wake up, but you but you are you are in the throes of white tyranny. They are murdering your people left and right oh as you speak. And then you wake up and one of them is a giant keeping you in a box? <laughs> Fuck. Right, right, that's right. Crazy. right. It's crazy. That's why it's like, that's why it's just it's crazy that Little Bear's immediate reaction isn't like, I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I need well, to leave. He does do the right thing instantly, which is stab. <laughs> yeah. Like, he, he does do the right thing. Not today, right? Satan. Not he, today. Not, to, not today. He was tra- he was trained. He was like, these white men are dangerous. Yes. But why would and why as soon would, as he saw a giant one, he was like, instincts react. Why would like, God stab this nigga? Why would God be a, a 20-foot white child? Like, all I the mean, forms. What, yeah, what? <laughs> Why was his Why was his initial reaction not disappointment? Or or you're a like, demon? Oh, damn, 
<laughs> you white devil. <laughs> Get away from me. He called the devil. <laughs> First out the gate, he was like, devil. Accurate. Stab you. <laughs> As you should. Get away. I will knife you. Because <laughs> that's the issue. It's just like the movie wants to put so much on Little Bear's shoulders as being like the moral accountants of like he's gotta he's gotta be the one to teach Omri what it is when it's like Omri's this is I mean we you know nine (laughs) Omri's nine but also we just had MLK Day which we'll also talk about in a minute but you know one of the quotes that I always love to pull up is how you know MLK was talking about white people's just general disinterest in actually learning history and like Mm. being accountable for actual true events and not just the imagined like very pampered uh comfortable history that we get taught in school you know and so like for omri no yeah you're not going to put the weight of all of that on his shoulders but it's like it shouldn't be little bear's responsibility to educate this child exactly like but it also it's like it's the movie's decision to put that on his shoulders right yeah because like at this point, why did we even get to the ending and have this conversation? We literally could have just gotten it covered. Instead, you had a, oh, wait, Omri moment. We didn't have, even have Because Omri have. wasn't going to say shit. Bro. <laughs> he was just going to close the door and sit his ass back. <laughs> if I was the screenwriter, I would have I would have been like, no, no impulse to answer this question. I, I will not answer this question because I have it for an hour and like 30 minutes. Right. Why would I wait until the last two seconds to fucking uh, engage with history. No. <laughs> Leave it alone. Leave it as a kid's movie because the problem is once we engage then it's like, oh, that's what you really feel. You really feel like it was... Y'all y'all was cool. But that's... I mean, I'm not going to tell you why you're not cool no more, <laughs> but y'all was, y'all was dope. And we should have a round of applause for that. And that's the thing, though. It's just like you... The fuck? You can't... You can't bring up all of these things that even because that's the like inherently right as a child even if you're not tuned in to like all of the historical facts of what happened you gotta you got a clue you You know know, i even saw this little (laughs) white girl on tiktok talking about like we learned about martha luther king like couldn't even pronounce the name right but still understood that dude you know, fought for justice. Well, and and the thing is, anytime, you know, like there's all kinds, it's mostly white people who have trouble uh, talking to children about like, quote unquote, difficult historical, it's difficult historical events because they have to explain why white people committed genocide or murdered uh, peaceful activists or did all kinds of other horrible things throughout history, you know, like it's never, it's never because, because the thing is the second they say that to a child, a kid says, and well, what happened to this Martin Luther King or like, Oh, well, okay. Rosa Parks, like, why did they do that to her? Or like, Oh, okay. Like, so what, what they like kept people and made them work for no money. Like what, what was that about? Because inherently they're just like, well, that's fucked up. That's not fair. Right. Why? Do, right. That doesn't sound right, you know, but then you have to admit, yeah, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, Jimmy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to get too fucking, like, uh, you know, social justice warrior on this movie, but, you know, <laughs> sadly, the problem is that, like, you put 
him in that position. You put Omri in that position to be like a social justice warrior, at least for two lines of dialogue. Like, Omri's part of the problem. Yeah. That's what I'm basically getting at. It's like, sure, yes, sure. He could have learned about this. And the only reason he's saying what he's saying, that what it's not going to be great for so long, is because, you know, he learned about what he learned about and can't really, like, elaborate beyond that. Yeah. That's fair. I understand that I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to come for this fake child. <laughs> however, however, <laughs> you can't engage with like the genocide of an entire people mm-hmm. without actually acknowledging the problem, right? Yes. You just saying that he was a great person or his tribe was a great people is like the pat on the back. When he's already dead, I'd have. If I was Little Bear, I would say, "Was, were, yeah, were." What do you mean? Let's uh, let's, you, uh, let's get some clarification. You, yeah, on you that. just like you lock, yeah, you lock Little Bear up, and then like when you open the cupboard up, his body was like in a huh pose. Like uh, one more question. You know, Little Bear should have been like, "So you've been bringing that book around? Can we just read a few chapters before I go?" Back <laughs> no, to- no, I can't. I can't. Because that's the, it's just, yeah, it's wild. But then also just like the implication of this white child literally owning this man, carrying him around, like just giving him like chunks of bread and like, uh, like he's a pet. When he could easily send him back at any point in this movie that he had the key. Yeah, he's just a pet. He's treating him like a pet. He's treating him like a toy. He's treating him like a thing. Like there's never any, because that's what's so bizarre about that final moment is like what the fuck is that kid thinking about what am i supposed to be believing is going through his mind as he because his end report is oh and little bear went back to his time with his people and i'd like to think that he lived a great life and was a great man with his you know what i mean and it's like nigga you know that's not true you know that's not what happened. You know, you just sent him back saying it's not gonna be great, bro. You, you literally sent him back, and white people burned down his village. Like, you know, so, and he's gonna get back and like, Omri, you motherfucker, <laughs> like, because that's he's just kind of like, yeah. Well, I hope things work out for that man. Anyways, I'm go sorry on. to that man. Like, <laughs> a big Kiki Palmer. Sorry to this man and that I sent back to his own world. You know, for a fact. That for the rest of his life, Omri run around telling people that he's three fourth Iroquois. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the nephew of Little Bear. <laughs> I'm just my descendants, <laughs> Little Bear. Filled out that college and application, that just like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty year old or sixteen year old Omri, just like I am three fourth Iroquois. I'm the nephew of Little Bear. You know, and now, now give me three fourths of my college. Oh my god. <laughs> So there's yeah it's 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 a lot to unpack for a kids movie and the movie is like it's only an hour and a half so like they spend a lot of time not doing a lot you know but like yeah. there's just moments where it seems like there's an opportunity to actually engage with or have conversation or maybe even again even though I hate the the idea of racial reconciliation as like both sides having to like seed ground 
and like admit that yeah. like we both have things to learn when it's like well one of you is killing the other so let's start with <laughs> what if they took the lamb another and murdered their own people you know murdered their people i don't know if these grievances are the same right. i think we've got <laughs> some <laughs> you know like all of Boone's dialogue talking about like his his life that he left behind meanwhile little little bear is like you're murdering my people <laughs> smallpox has wiped out my whole family and it's, I... <laughs> it, it's it's like if a kid's movie about martin luther king like referenced the tuskegee trials like yeah what <laughs> why would just even say like you know tuskegee was bad yeah <laughs> let's have a laugh about it no 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 none of it's funny that's not funny to me like if I'm if I'm Little Bear, I'm not gonna laugh with you minutes after like no joking about like no Israeli and Palestinian person is gonna sit across the table from each other like being brought from their respective places and be like ha, ha, ha. it's been we're just sharing this land it's so crazy yeah, yeah isn't it this is wild we just sort of sharing this land so <laughs> what a day oh my god th- yeah it's it's bad uh... well I was gonna say let's let's get into the book because i think what's fascinating sure. about a lot of this is it's it's based on a book there are four different books in the series all of them seemingly like jumping around in terms of um like what the main gist was but like <laughs> they're all kind of just these very strange fantasy takes on this topic and subject and there's a lot of divisive like current day um looking back on the series where you've got some people who are very much so like no you know people have misunderstood and misinterpreted what these books are really about and there's you know a ton of like actual like maybe not to the point of anti-racist you know ideology but it's more about you know omri getting a chance to experience not what it's like to be (laughs) native american but having the chance to like learn about you know other people and like dismantling his preconceived notions of other people just because of like surface level differences and once you get to know somebody you know like we're all more or less the same so a, a few key points of difference one this is this book is set in london so this is all taking place from a british perspective the writer is british um omri in the book is british i don't believe patrick is south asian in the book which I again like, brings to me another just why did you do that like why which is weird because choice? it would make more sense for I mean, you know, but like considering like, I don't know, like if there's anything that could potentially have like, oh, so this is weird because now I'm like, now I'm really (laughs) struggling with this, uh, this apparent like, like coin, (laughs) like two sides of the coin thing of like Patrick and Little Bear, because now that you bring like the British element into it, like considering their history with India and like is the mm-hmm. was the original book about like a person from india in the cupboard or was it about an indigenous... it was about native okay. americans yeah that's so that that yeah. also is just like like 
all of these things are weird. And like, why did any of this happen? Because. But you would think that Patrick would be on Little Bear's side, well, right? So that's, well, so the thing is, like, <laughs> if the person in the book, like, was, you know, just like another British boy or whatever, like, also, like, it would, like, make sense, like, for there to be, like, an Indian character, like, from India in the British book, like, sure, considering their history. And if we're talking about, like, colonization, like, why would you as a British person like use this parallel and not the one from your own country. Like that it's like, it's all of it just like makes so very little sense to me in terms of like reasoning behind like, yeah, this British thing just fucking just crossed my entire fucking (laughs) brain upside down because now I'm kind of pissed off. I'm like, what the fuck were you doing? (laughs) Well, both feel like concept before execution, right? Yeah. Like, I had the concept, oh, it's such a good concept. And then you had to write the script, but you really could have just, like, stopped at concept Mm. and then just, like, finagled it to make it actually, like, something that's palatable and not, like, strange. Or just not done it at all. That also, you know, would have been a... That's another another choice. I'm trying to be a little bit more positive (laughs) on the podcast. We've been been watching a couple movies where we want to reimagine it, and then we're just like, no, just fucking erase this movie. And and let's never think of it again. Versus, like, you know, the... mm, Can't even think of a you know, a culture to be in the cupboard, but like, but I don't why, know, why does, rope. well, that's the thing. Why does, why does any culture have to be in the cupboard? You could just, why can't it be a robot? It could be a robot. It could be, you know, like a real true fantasy, like knights and orcs and, you know, all kinds of other things. And, you know, Whoa. like, I know it's played I don't know. I mean, like crackers usually these... do go in cupboards. So like, why not have it be the cracker in the cupboard, you know, <laughs> crackers in the cupboard. <laughs> that's the name of the episode. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, I think that's the thing is like there all of this is a intentional choice, you know, from both the author and the filmmakers and a lot of the decisions that they made in the book. Again, I am just taking this from various opinions I've sourced uh, on doing research on the Internet. But some people who argue for it will argue that there is value in the sense of an attempt to again look deeper past stereotypes and caricatures even though in the book little bear does speak in a broken english and uh boone i guess also speaks in kind of like a southern dialect so it all kind of sounds weird but like there's this i because i mean look white people always have this idea that nothing existed before they arrived to a place and that like yeah people didn't have language and they didn't have culture and they didn't have like technology and they didn't have and it's like native people learned english not by choice but as a matter of survival because they needed to know what you were talking about right and they needed to be able to communicate so it wasn't like they spoke this kind of broken english like universal like they could you know, just like any, you know, after a while, like black people could speak English, like slaves weren't talking in that way that you see stereotypically in a lot of these films and things like 
because they had to learn how to talk. Like maybe, yeah, like the syntax or like certain things might have been off just because you weren't educating us. But like we could talk. <laughs> like we it wasn't like, you know, you're the only people who have ever learned English and can only speak English in any way. So like the idea that Little Bear would be borderline inarticulate, you know, like most of these, like that's the thing, like African nations, native nations, other nations spoke like three or four languages. Like they were multilingual learning their own language, learning language of neighboring tribes and other people in order to, again, have mass communication. So that whole thing struck me as kind of like, okay, like we're playing into this for reasons that I don't know why as the books go along, instead of making Omri, his nephew, after they watch the movie and they get into a fight, like little bear intentionally shoots uh, Boone because he's so upset, but then understandable sad because afterwards. right. Understandable. Yeah. <laughs> he's sad about he's, he, he's remorseful about his choice and, you know, they save Boone and then Boone and little bear become blood brothers is how the book describes it. I don't know what that means. I don't they like do the, the sound weird of blood it. thing. They cut each other and then they smush their yeah. blood together. Um, but as it goes along, like Amory, like there's a weird passage that's described where Amory starts dating black girls. <laughs> Amory, Amory starts telling people that he's got good hair and uh, no. to do that. <laughs> No, like Little Bear continues to come. It's weird because like he gets sent back, but then like will continue to come back. Like he'll, I guess, I guess it's Omri's choice because Omri is in control of that function. Like Omri brings him back. He can't come back on his own. So I guess Omri continues to bring Little Bear back and Little Bear requests weapons in order to fight a, a tribe that is, you know, bringing war against his own. And so in order to, like, watch or observe, I guess, like, Omri transports himself via a teepee back to Little Bear's world time, unclear of what the mechanics are, but, like, becomes a sentient teepee, like, becomes part of the teepee and can only watch what this battle and graphically... <laughs> native people like murder and kill each other and like Omri also gets burned as a teepee and like comes back with like birds on his face and uh I <laughs> what I'm just telling you what I know about these books <laughs> I imagine him like teepee shaped like Kirby when he eats another oh my god <laughs> like he's just gonna be like a big white boy with like goofy looking teeth but like shaped like a teepee yep Probably. I mean, it sounds far out, but like then he's like, oh, man, like war is bad. And like, I shouldn't have given him those weapons. And like, I'm responsible for all this death and whatever. But then apparently, again, skinheads come to Omri's house. And him and Patrick fight them off with the help of the tribes. And uh, then... The final book is Omri and his dad go back to Little Bear's time and, like, are trying to figure out how to help Little Bear because 
settlers and uh, colonists are like moving him and his people off of their land. And so there's a weird white guilt angle of like his dad being like, yeah, well, you know, Britain didn't really have a lot to do with that at that time, you know, like because there was the French and uh, the Dutch and the Spanish and like, oh, so, you know, like, I guess we maybe did a little bit, but like not as much as the others did. Anyways, let's help little bear and by help tell him he should go to Canada and he'll probably have a better chance of living if he goes to Canada. Wow. And so the book and the series ends with little bear moving his family like not with gusto but with a lot of remorse and like sadness to canada and that's the end of <laughs> the, end of the cover series wow so i don't like none of that the, i don't like any of that people who <laughs> defend the books will say that there is a level of sensitivity and awareness that isn't necessarily seen in children's books these days and that the author is very candid and upfront about like the ways that colonialism and other things impacted native people but also there was a lot of strange like sexism like in the book instead of little bear saying please don't put that native woman in the cupboard he like encourages it and then omri does it and then just gives him this woman who then becomes his wife oh wow. uh, well, yeah there's there's definitely like a little <laughs> bit of that there's like a hint of that in the movie because there's like one point where uh like little bear is talking to boone and he's like uh oh yeah like armory feeds us like you know he cooks like a woman like it's like a woman and then it's like kind of like brush over that it's like oh we're not we're not gonna address that okay 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 yeah yeah my white god daddy because like multiple times he's like yo i'm lonely i need a wife yeah Fam. I got things to do, and it's just like whoa. Dumb, but then, like, yeah. But then, like, when yeah, Omri like is about to do it, he's like, ah, oh, no, never. Actually, no, don't do it. <laughs> Which is like good because like that's wrong, but also just like the entire movie, you've been like saying like you want him to bring you a wife, like you want a wife, and then like now that it's happening, you're like, uh, you, no, you know what? Actually, I think that's wrong. And it's like, yeah, it, it was wrong yeah. to start with. You should know that more than yeah, anyone. All of this is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Send him back. Send him back. Uh, but that's the thing. Yeah, like the book, even if it has a level of sensitivity, which I can't confirm or deny, having never read it and intending to never read it, uh, <laughs> it is still strange. And that is where we get into just some of the responses by uh, indigenous people who like, hate this book and uh <laughs> the movie itself and so the book itself is on a banned book list like it's been basically taken out of schools and i'm sure you can still get it at the library and other places but um you know like huh. the american indian library association has called the book amongst other things uh riddled with her into stereotypes of native americans and that banks has created her indian character from the mixed bag of harmful cliches so common amongst british authors um and then this article which i will link to on our twitter it's called uncultural appropriation and havens by alicia elliott and it talks about the movie mostly 
But uh, this passage I thought was was great where she says, and that really is the heart of the problem. Marginalized people don't have a platform to represent themselves to the public. So the public must instead rely on largely inaccurate stereotypical myths that are offered as uncontestable facts. The public then takes those quote unquote facts and recycles them over and over again until they no longer know where they originally learned them. And this is how discrimination sustains itself in an endless loop of ignorance propelled by cultural misrepresentation and miseducation. So like that's this book and this movie specifically this movie i think yeah, because, no, sounds about right. like if the yeah. if the book has semblances of self-awareness or any kind of like attempt to actually interrogate what the situation might imply about racial dynamics and stereotypes mm-hmm. the movies no <laughs> like it doesn't even try to get into movie, any like, of that Movies like we got ninety minutes. <laughs> don't give me none of that bullshit. I don't want to hear that shit. Because there's never a moment in time where Omri and Little Bear have like not even an honest conversation about like you know racial dynamics and and all that stuff. But just as like you're a person and I'm a person, and like I feel bad about. Not like what, what what I know about history or what's happened to you or anything like that, but like mostly just like you know I I thought I I thought this was a game you know and now I know that this is not a game and I'm you know sorry like Omri never apologizes like he's never sorry to little like bear wrong wrong yeah even when he's like wrong wrong all of his like moments of self realization happen on his own away from other people and he never expresses those feelings directly to the person he probably needs to direct right. them to the most which is little bear there's never a moment because even when he goes back he's just like peace you know he's never like <laughs> yeah i'm sorry i'm sorry not even again i'm not sorry for racial genocide or like all these other things but like i'm i for i'm I've sorry you personally individually yeah. <laughs> yeah for kidnapping you and holding you hostage for however long this movie's been going on for and i i didn't mean to do harm to you you know, this was maybe not all a mistake because at a certain point it did become an intentional choice. But like, I yeah, he's aware of the implications. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, right. That's why I'm confused. Yeah, because he's aware of the implications. He knows he did a bad thing by like taking him away from his human life. Yeah, and then he knows he did a, did a bad thing by like not really informing <laughs> him of like the perils to come in his human life. So it kind of just ends with this because i mean this is like on the flip flip side too right like james baldwin talked about this when he was a kid and he went to go see a lot of westerns and cowboy movies and came to the realization one day that like oh i'm not john wayne i'm i'm the native person in this situation i'm the one that's being hunted and killed and persecuted by white people that i you know matter how you know you cut this situation like that's me Right. And so, like, imagine actually being a native child and reading The Indian in the Cupboard or watching because, you know, you might find yourself in a situation where, like, this is a book that was assigned to you at school. Right. 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 You don't have a choice. (laughs) You have to do this for a grade. You have to read this book and give thoughtful and honest feedback on it. And your feedback might be. This is bullshit. (laughs) I don't agree with anything that I've read. And your teacher's going to be like, but 
you know, so like you, <laughs> that's what your teacher will say. And and but then again too, like this is this was a popular film, even though it didn't make a lot of money. Like you know, people have memories of this movie, and like there was, as so far as what I understand, I'm going to look it up right now. I believe a Baskin Robbins tie-in. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I vaguely remember that. Cream. I definitely, I definitely remember I'm the VHS remember box now. was like you know had the the door with the key inside of it, so it was like a, a little cover yeah. itself, uh, which was like yeah, as a as a kid was like oh wow that's so fucking awesome. Except you know minus the fucking part, but uh, which also it was hilarious that uh, yeah, <laughs> Armory is just like cusses to his parents casually like they're like i think it's like his dad or his mom his mom like asked him how he's doing or something like that and he's like pretty damn good it was just like he just he just yeah he, uh, what <laughs> like, <laughs> these movies be flexing on black people yo yeah these movies just be flexing yeah, yeah. on black people like, i mean i should have known i should have known the second that i saw they were having dinner and it she was uh, the- spaghetti with no, a glass ahead, of ahead. milk like <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, yeah, no. We, we, I know what world we're in. Thank you for thank you for establishing yeah. that the reality that we're living in. <laughs> a, a world where none of these children ever got smacked. That's that's what that is. Um, so what I'm finding, I don't know if there was an official flavor, but there was multicolored spoons that had characters oh, from this, the movie. Oh god, yeah, was that was such a huge color thing. Yeah. I remember this for the Lion King. I had this for the Lion King. Which what color did Little Bear do? <laughs> is my, oh my question. Blood. <laughs> <Lodges. laughs> like I hope they were sensitive in that room. <laughs> things are things aren't gonna be good for your people, Little Bear, but your face will be raped on a spoon that changes colors when I eat off of it. Oh, when I get my Rocky Road at Basket Road. <laughs> Uh, Aren't you excited to be part of a marketing <laughs> scheme? Um, so my last little bit of research for the movie is actually dealing with uh, one of the the main characters, Little Bear, who was perfe- portrayed by uh, the actor Lightfoot. Um, Lightfoot, ver- it's so interesting, right? So like, full name is is Gary Lightfoot Davis, but he was discovered at a rap festival in Rome. Uh, because he originally was and continues to be a, a rap artist um, who was performing for this festival that was raising money for uh, native and indigenous schools. And he you don't say he got the role, you know, via that performance and then like got to set and was very seemingly the only one like considering the implications of what (laughs) was about to happen and so like he says when he got to set you know they had a a mohawk or iroquois advisor and he was like we need to get like an onondaga advisor because that's what we're actually talking about like these are the people Mm -hmm. that we're actually portraying so like let's let's get somebody who actually knows this culture and this history and these people in here Um, because they're in new york city yeah right i assume so the onondaga tribe is probably one of the i mean is one of the tribes yeah 
occupies the city and uh, upstate New York. Yeah. The town called, the county of New York called Onondaga. So Gene Shenandoah was brought in um, as an advisor and like helped do the costumes and the tattooing and the leggings, the moccasins. Like they got authentic feathers from, you know, what would have been around in the time period that Little Bear was coming from and like, you know spent hours each day doing the tattoos um so that you know it looked authentic and all that stuff and as he's gone on to talk about varying different like he's a real one and it's it's just interesting to to note that he was the one that they chose because he was very much so like look you know my whole career is based off of not only just positive representation for indigenous people but like education and like spreading the truth about what actually happened to my people and like not letting you know people like have just kind of these half halfway out so he's gone on and like been like a very famous like philanthropist and like done a lot of work to raise money for indigenous causes and like opened a lot of businesses uh continues to do music continues to act um and continues to be you know just a generally an activist on behalf of uh indigenous causes so it's kind of hired lightfoot and they were like damn yeah they they didn't think he was going to be spitting for real you know they thought he (laughs) might have been might have been rapping they didn't really listen to the music before they brought him on board because uh you know he's not fucking around so uh (laughs) take it back please just just stop rapping at me please yeah oh it's also interesting too because like he strange like he went on i i know craig will know this but like other people may not but he was night wolf in mortal kombat annihilation <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um, oh for real in the movie yeah um Shout out but he also did we talk about that movie last time i was here uh no we could do i mean it's not oh, a lightsaber movie but it is no 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 a, i just meant like in general uh, be like, i mean we I, could like, talk about it i could talk that about that movie wild. for a long time <laughs> uh he also went on to be in like adaption and um you know a couple of other films and tv shows so like he's still out here working doing things uh you know so salute shout out to him shout out lightfoot yeah but it's just like yeah like of all the people they could have chose because i mean imagine if they chose somebody who just didn't feel confident enough to speak up about you know certain things on set or like right you know didn't have you know just the the knowledge about certain things about what is proper or what should be done like it could have even been worse than it was it could have got a worse version of this somehow so you know like it's 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 good that he was there to speak up and like make sure that things at least as far as what he could control were done you know in a proper and authentic way um well now it's time for- yeah that's what i was like that's was one of the things that i was wondering because uh as i was watching it i was like um i was like wondering like how accurate you know the you know kind of like the portrayal of like the rituals that Mm -hmm. you know little bear was performing and all of that i was like because this seems like very specific for a movie that doesn't really seem in any way to be that uh intentional or sensitive with the material so that makes it clear why little bear as a character like and the like the and representing the specific culture that he was was so specific yeah. and was so like a, a, and was actually like oh i actually get a feeling for 
you know, like, yeah, I feel like if this, if, if it wasn't, uh, like, if Little Bear, like, was, or sorry, if Lightfoot wasn't doing that, like, behind the scenes, then, like, Little Bear would have, like, there would have been that teepee scene, and that yeah. would have been, like, it, it would have been, it like, here's been a teepee, it. Yeah. and it would have been, like, thank you, thank you, white boy, like, <laughs> as opposed to being, like, hey, actually, um, you know, my tribe, we don't use teepees, we use longhouses that we build, you know, and, and so it was, like, those things where it was, like, oh, that's a really specific thing that is very otherwise, like, not doing a great job yeah. in terms of, like, what the content of this movie is supposed to be about, or uh, uh, yeah. whatever this was supposed to be about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, Craig, we'll throw this to you as we get to the the perspective reimagining of the Indian of the cupboard. First of all, I don't think we're going to call it the Indian of the cupboard. But <laughs> <laughs> Not unless you want to get your ass. If you had to remake this movie, like what things would you change? Is there a way that you could see this working? removing the Omri character, the white savior character, or does that still feel necessary for this story to have resonance? No, I mean, it could have just been about, because like you said before, it literally could have been anything in that cupboard. Like the movie could have just been called The Cupboard yeah. and it could have been about, you know, like putting any number of things into it. And, you know, like, it could have been inanimate objects that come to life or, you know, like, you know, we have a, we have Toy Story exists. <laughs> uh, but it, I think that it could have been something where, um, yeah, like Omri could have still learned these lessons about like life and death and, you know, respect for, you know, other people's life and his own sense of uh, kind of like self-importance being not the most important thing in the world. Uh, you know, could have easily been done with like, literally like almost any living thing. Yeah. Like, it could have been like, he he could have made like a zoo. Like that was like, <laughs> you know, it could have been, like, he could have made like a little tiny zoo or whatever. Like it could have been almost anything. Um, or at the very least, like if it was going to use that, uh, that like implication of like, you know, race and, you know, and, ethnicity as a as a focal point actually dig into it mm -hmm. like instead of brushing over it like if you're gonna make it happen then have it actually be something that is like that doesn't feel like a a, a side story yeah. or like that doesn't like that, that that should be like what the main part of it is if that's what you're gonna do with it otherwise it should just be removed completely and it could just be very much about just like life and death and yeah. you know just kind mm -hmm. of uh you know a child learning to cope with um you know things in the world that are bigger than him that like you know he'd never understood before you know there's there's so many, so many themes that could have been taken and used within this like concept of having a a a, a young boy who figures out that like he can bring things to life that uh you know either could have nothing to do with race or could have actually done something serious with yeah. it. Cameron, what about you? Yeah, I probably would have had this movie explore race. I I'm I'm sorry. I don't want it to be like, you know, the golly, the John Singleton version of uh Indian in the cupboard, but 
I need like the investigation of this thing. If you're gonna have like, you, you literally put the two together. You put cowboys and Indians together. You know what you were doing is the. It was a definitive choice. Yep. It just, it just seems like I I just don't what I I think what I think I'm rubbing against is when I watch movies like this I see the immediate intention right a movie like this it's a kids movie all these things the co- magical covers you know the myths about cowboys and Indians the American mythos of cowboys and Indians and all that but not really engaging with the real world well you know results of what happened right yeah it's like slavery in textbooks it's honestly like ron DeSantis trying to get rid of like african-american history in schools you know it's the it's the it's the intentional erasure of problematic issues that worries me right and i think we're all grown enough (laughs) to know what really happened and we don't have to shy away from these things anymore it's it's i it feels like whack to even like even in real world scenarios of like this erasure like the whole 1619 project and things like that where like people are getting terrified of the idea of quote-unquote critical race theory uh why be afraid of something we all knew happened right yeah we 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 know you're not the one who did it. I'm not saying I need my reparations through this movie or anything <laughs> like that, or we're, we're getting land back through this movie because we're obviously not. We only came here for like a nice Saturday afternoon with our kids. But if we're gonna do the thing, if we're gonna put Indians and cowboys in a cupboard together, have these motherfuckers have that conversation. Don't have them conversate about like smallpox and then like laugh it away. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. That's insane to me. That's insane work to me. That's like compartmentalization to like the nth degree. And that's the stuff that I get really disappointed with in movies like this. I'm sure when I was like, yeah. five, when I, saw this movie, I was like, oh my God, he's small. Mm. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's what I took away from this movie. I'm positive of it. Yeah. But if I'm the adult who has to watch this with my kid and Omri asks that question to little bear and little bear you know has that moment of like oh oh it ain't it ain't so sweet then i'm gonna be forced to have that conversation with my kid right you know i'm gonna have to have that moment of like actually explaining it and i think that's what the movie is trying to do is like give you the moment to have the teachable moment and I'm not saying it's the movie's job to do right. that, but if you're going to investigate it, you actually got to investigate it. Sorry. It's the, it's the, Sorry to tell you. It's the moment it's, the, for five minutes. All right. Yeah. Now we can have an entire conversation. Where yeah. you turn to your child and say, what I think he's thinking about. <laughs> I, I think he's thinking about the JFK assassination actually now. Uh, I, he's I like, you got the Zabruder like, tape? Can we? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe this like conspiracy kid in class isn't up to. Maybe he's was that a little bit more helpful than we think. Oh I know his God. name was Sam, but you think that was Alex Jones? This young Alex Jones. Young Alex Jones. <laughs> that's why he bulked up like that. <laughs> um, I, I, I bet 
I bet the old JFK stuff was like the director having a little bit of fun. I told you I it was proper rules of three, like rules of three of comedy, right, it, because they brought it up comedy. three times, and it's the what capstone of the what, movie, and it's just choice. like what a fucking bizarre way. To it's a bizarre laugh, and I'm like, I have to, you have to be grown, right, to understand why it's funny. <laughs> but if you're gonna do that, like, why can't we have a laugh? an awkward laugh about the reality of the situation that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy di- directed the Muppet movie or like, yep. you know, produced the Muppet movie. Like, he's he's got a wry sense of humor. Yeah. I feel like this is the studio, the script being sanitized down to a fine level and him having to work with what he's got to work with. But yeah. I need I need I need that meat. Yeah. In my storytelling, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, well, if I had to reimagine it, I would first of all I'd focus on Emily because I really need to know <laughs> if she got that Wolverine. It's not helpful to anyone on this podcast anymore. <laughs> what? That was a real struggle. She, I mean, being one or two cards away from finishing your collection and like those holographic. Yeah, that's fun. that's a serious <laughs> for a child. That's like a real crisis. Um, no, okay. Seriously, I guess like I, I struggled because the idea that I have specifically trying to center an indigenous character, like I don't want it to come off as, and this is, this is the issue with stereotyping caricature is that it like not only robs you of like actual cultural things that you have, you know, but then like reduces you to that. You know, and so like any time that you are actually trying to organically engage with real parts of your culture and your history that have been turned into, you know, either a joke or a stereotypical knock on you, like it comes off as like a lesser thing. Um, So it's it's tricky because like I would be interested to see a movie in which an indigenous child got the cupboard and was able Mm. to like. Mm. use it and because it's weird right because like i don't want it to turn into like a vision quest or like a weird thing where they like you know bring up because part of the thing too is like for a majority at least of what we see as non-indigenous people in terms of like media dealing with and surrounding them is misery and like pain and like stories of of terrible things that have happened to them and rarely do we get to see like joy or like community or connection or like just everyday regular damn you know like wacky hijinks or like romance or like so many other just natural organic human things like so much of Mm -hmm. it always kind of comes back to like yeah like terrible things have happened and continue to happen to them. And like, that's the only thing that we want to highlight. I guess to finish the thought. Yeah. So like we, we always have to kind of have a interspersed element of pain or, you know, trauma when we have stories about, you know, native people. And so like, I don't want, I don't want that to be part of this story. Like I, I want to figure out a way for a child to be able to have, the wonder and the magic and all of this stuff, but also connect it to their identity and community. And maybe it's like them getting a chance to talk to like a, I mean, that's the thing. You just don't know how the cupboard works. So I don't really know how to 
<laughs> make that a thing that happens. Hey, man, just change the rules. I so guess they so. Didn't have any yeah. Rules. Maybe they can put a picture of a, you know, re- recently deceased, you know, member of their family or something in there and have a chance to learn Bring about them, them or communicate that with them or, or something. Just something like that where it's like there's an emotional beat, you know, but there's also some comedy and some, you know, family a little bit of drama but also like tenderness you know that is is kind of missing a lot of times from those kinds of stories i agree i think it'd be interesting if it was like maybe contained to the uh cupboard so it's like whatever happens like in the cupboard like essentially it becomes its Mm. own world so you like open up the cupboard and you can like look in at it and so like maybe like you can like evoke you know scenes from like you know a a time period or you know a specific culture by using like you know certain like you know markers Mm -hmm. or or you know um you know like keepsakes things like that that could like trigger the the cupboard to like bring up like a specific time or place and then you would be able to view it and it wouldn't be able to like leave the cupboard or like you know but you could like kind of like you can see it look at it Narnia yeah. something like that could yeah. be interesting yeah yeah something like that could be interesting uh, you know being able to uh kind of like have it be like a a, a live yeah. storybook so that's that's an idea now that we've kind of given our review of this movie let's let's get into where this got on all the different aggregate review sites so starting with imdb craig what do you think the indian in the cupboard currently has Uh, hmm. this is what the nineties <laughs> kids movie. I'm gonna say like maybe like a, a six or a seven. Okay, camera. There's like a star system, right, on IMDb? Yeah, yeah. Like star system. Stars. So out of out of ten, yeah, yeah. Seven. I'm gonna go six point four. Solid six. Okay. Um, solid six so i'd say that's fair i'd say that's i mean mean, for the time you know like i said 90s movie i'm like yeah it's a kid's movie for the time yeah i mean i think part of what might be holding it back is (laughs) i mean besides the when does that ever held anybody uh, out that when does that ever held anybody back (laughs) toy story yeah (laughs) (laughs) right exactly we still here yeah toy story came out the same year and so if you're looking for a movie about toys coming to life, like that's the superior film. Um, so, but, you know, a lot of people, again, have just nostalgic connections to it, remember it um, as being, you know, this whimsical thing. But like also very strangely, I think is the phenomenon of like not remembering it. Like, a lot of people have, like, a patchy memory of, like, ooh, yeah, I know that part, but I don't remember this other... <laughs> I don't remember when this this elderly man was murdered <laughs> and then not buried, you know, until Little Bear took initiative and said, maybe we should do something about that. Um, because really it, in the movie, like, so he's dead, right? Yeah. Yep, <laughs> like, yep. was... W- what was Omri's plan to just leave his body on his desk until <laughs> he didn't know what to do, fam? He probably would have like got on his computer and been like, "Oh, what the fuck?" 
Fuck is that? Dispose, dispose of dead body. Uh, <laughs> um, well, moving over to Rotten Tomatoes. Craig, what do you think this movie has out of 100%? Uh, I'm going to say 54%. Okay, Cameron? 60%. 71. Wow. Uh, also high. Fairly favorably reviewed. Um, is that the critic score or audience? Let's score? see. This is the critic score. The audience score is 41. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Which is yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's not like people actually watch the movie. Our boy Roger Ebert had this to say: "By making the fantasy real, the movie unleashes all sorts of considerations it doesn't really deal with, and the material is closer to horror than it probably intends." So hey. shout out to Roger. He did not give it a favorite reviews. You can tell by that, but my man Robert knows <laughs> yeah. knew what was going on. He knew what was going on. So Roger Ebert. Yeah, there's a lot of people who, you know, either were fans of the book, you know, when they were kids, or people who more maybe taken with the filmmaking, you know, like the use of the blue screen and all kinds of other stuff. I guess another little tidbit is that Lightfoot says he recorded maybe two scenes with the kid and everything else is him on the blue screen and they just, you know, put it together. So like very cool. Yeah. Um well now to our absolute favorite, Amazon.com. What do you think, Craig, the Indian of the Cupboard has out of five stars on Amazon? Uh, Amazon's always like weird. So I'm going to say like three and a half. Cameron? I'm going to say four and a half. Five stars, baby. Four, five? 4.8 out of five. Like, I almost thought of going higher, but I was like, yes, there's no way. Four and a half stars. Uh, yeah, like I said, Amazon is weird. <laughs> yeah. Eight, making me ill. Out of out of 4,452 reviews, 85% five stars. So people loved this movie, <laughs> at least on yes. Amazon. They had very favorable reviews. Although, I'm not seeing any written reviews. Uh, so <laughs> I think people just... Didn't want to put their names to it, but clicked five and then kept I it moving. I liked it. Yeah. Anonymous. Um, so that's this rating. Let's give our rating of the Indian of the Cupboard with our Caucasity ranking scale. Cameron, we've got three levels of Caucasity. What's the first one? Uh, the first level of Caucasity is shorts in the winter. It is officially winter out here in these streets if you live on the West Coast. If you live, I mean, if you live on the East Coast, if you live on the West Coast, you're flooded for some reason. Uh, but if you live on the East Coast and if you live in the Midwest, you've seen snowflakes have fallen and white people just feel the need to go to the grocery store or wherever they feel comfortable in shorts mm-hmm. and sometimes sandals yeah. in this weather. And like we said many times before, this is not hurting us, but it confuses us. <laughs> it confuses us deeply. Like, why why would you do it 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 is it is freezing or below freezing Mm -hmm. and you decided to show your legs for what reason because you can't be hot you know like it's impossible you (laughs) it's impossible to be hot outside maybe inside your apartment (laughs) yeah but you know i'm not taking my bare legs outside no but hey that's that's on y'all 
And that's why it is the first level of caucasity. Jordan, what's the second level of caucasity? So second level is touching my hair. And that's where something's gone wrong. You know, this this movie has started to creep into your personal space. You know, you're minding your own business. You know, you were in the in the break room. Uh, you were, you know, just in the checkout aisle. Somebody couldn't help themselves, had something to say had a, a comment about you know, watching a TikTok about 4C and they just wanted to maybe feel for themselves and, and get a little taste of that. And now you're the one who's having your personal space invaded. It's not the worst thing that could ever happen to you, but it's certainly not a thing that you ever want to experience. And so that's our second level. Uh, Cameron, I don't know if you found anything for the third level this week. I have not. White people have been quiet this week as far as I Have they? Noticed. Because that's <laughs> if you recall, this past Monday was MLK Day, which oh, is yeah. which is also what I like to call white people say the craziest things day, uh, because they <laughs> <laughs> couldn't help themselves in various various formats. You had Lo- Lauren Bobard out here of almost getting into a fist fight with Marjorie Taylor Greene in the bathroom fame, uh, quoting MLK on Twitter. And people obviously coming for her. Various. I wish they would fight. <laughs> no, I, that, I would watch that. I would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. Um, but there was also one Newland Fontana, who is the secretary at Ochita Parish Junior High School. And she sent a text message to one of her coworkers. The text message said, Happy Nigger Day. LOL. Mark Luther King. Remind your players Sunday we're off Monday for Mark Luther King Day on Monday. No. <laughs> Let's dox her. Let's dox her. I'm going to send my mom to beat her ass. She sent the follow-up message. I'm very sorry, Coach. I didn't mean to send that first text message to you. <gasps> Please forgive me. Bro. <laughs> so the apology was still a half apology. It was like I didn't mean to send that to, to you. My bad. My fault. I meant what I said. I just didn't mean for you to see it. I stand on that ten toes. <laughs> but still, let them know that me. we're not coming to school Monday. <laughs> Scumbag material. Oh my god, I love it. So is she is uh, currently not employed. <laughs> um, <laughs> It is just it's usually how those stories end. Yeah, but the most confusing part of all this is, I I I said that correctly. She said Mark Luther King, M A R K mm-hmm. Luther King, which seems additionally disrespectful. But maybe she doesn't actually know what M L K stands for. <laughs> oh, that's probably hey, that's number one. That's probably oh true. God. But two. I thought that she was calling Martin Luther King a mark. I don't think she's got and that just vocabulary. Wasn't no, yeah, no. She's got that old mark ass bitch. <laughs> oh, mark ass bitch. <laughs> oh, mark ass Luther King. So, you know, like oh, white people can, they can't, they can't, it's every day or every year when that day comes around, they just can't, they can't hold it in. Something has to come oh, out. Um, I still think the greatest thing uh, to come out of, uh, yeah, neoliberalism, neoliberal MLK Day is uh, the FBI tweeting about Martin Luther King every mm-hmm. year. And uh, uh, I don't know if either of you know Jabuki Young White. Yeah, we are yeah, familiar. His iconic tweet that got him his uh, blue check mark taken away on Twitter <laughs> was uh, 
like I think I can't remember the exact words, but it's just, just, like, because, just because we, we can't, doesn't mean we can't miss them. Like as the posting as the FBI, uh, it was just like, uh, yeah, if there's one, one way, like just like the w- way to take one for the team, like that was yeah. like, that was iconic. And if there's any way that you're going to like lose a blue check on Twitter, that was the way to do it. That's there's the no one that's ever topping yet. <laughs> shout out, shout out Jabuki. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that level is obviously like, I mean, to this woman, I can't say she knew exactly what she was doing because I don't, I can't parse the Mark Luther King part of it. The nigger day is clear. Happy day, <laughs> yeah, no, I, think, uh, I think we can get, I think we can get it pretty clear. That's right? bold. <laughs> the nigger day makes sense. The Mark Luther King, I'm still not quite sure what was the disconnect there, but this is the level where this is, it's all intentional. You know exactly what you're doing. You have you have the information. You're choosing not to use it. Choosing to use other things. You're choosing to ignore COINTELPRO and all the other parts that went into <laughs> you actually murdering this man. Even though you would like to then use his words and turn it around and act like you've oh been uh, a supporter the whole time. So, out of those three <laughs> levels, Craig, what do you think the idea in the cover is going to get? Um. I'm probably going to have to go with like touching my hair. Like it was, mm. it was, it was bad. It was yeah. bad. Uh, and it was something that like everyone involved, like should have known better, but somehow yeah. this still happened. And um, so I think that that's the issue is that like, why, why are we, why did why did this, why was this allowed to happen in the first place? Like, yeah, you should know better. <laughs> you, you, Miss yeah, Piggy, like, there's, should there's know better. There's no reason why this should have happened, <laughs> and so uh, I don't think that it was like, and I also don't think it was like fully like malicious, you know. So it was like you know the mm. yeah sense of like curiosity and you know and and like a you know, a, a weird level of like exoticism that like is uh, again, still wrong, but like not necessarily coming from a bad place. You know, it's it's like, a oh yeah, this is like yeah. a curiosity to me. And I've never had, um, you know, the need to examine why I view other human beings in this way. Um, and uh, yeah. so I'm just going to do this thing without any sort of awareness of, uh, how completely ridiculous and fucked up what I'm doing is. So uh, I think yeah. that uh, that's why I say it's. Uh, I, I'd say it's it's a, it's, a, it's a touching my hair. Like, <laughs> okay, Cameron, what about you? This movie is this movie is touching my hair point five for me. Uh, if if y'all go, y'all brought up smallpox in a. Kids movie? It's just an aside, not like a actual plot. Throwaway yeah. line. We we just we just joking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, genocide! It's cute. That was. That Thank was, God that was, nobody that offered Little Bear a blanket because I would have stopped. No, <laughs> just left. Bro, if he said anything about like, oh, let me check what blanket you got, yeah, Little yeah. Bear. <laughs> if he would have said anything like that, I would have turned this movie off. But we were we were so close yet yeah. so far. Uh, no, this movie is on some bullshit, but it is not entirely bullshit. Yeah. Um, 
but it gets pretty damn close. And that without that ending, it probably would have been like touching my hair point zero. Yeah. But didn't stick the landing. <laughs> How about that? Sure did not. Um for me it's just no 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 I can't I can't take this movie seriously. Like I gotta yeah. give it Happy Nigger Day because <gasps> like <laughs> it's just the idea of a little white child owning a person of color in general, but then also like not listening to what they're actually saying to them, which is I I'd like to go home. <laughs> This is terrifying to me. I don't want to make a home on the ground next to your gigantic bed with the off chance that you forget that I'm here and you step on me. Like, I just, I don't want to be here. And like the fact that they had Little Bear be the moral compass, be like this, this moment, like, again, what, what, what is Omri going to grow up to be? Right. Like, is he going to look back on this moment in time and say, wow, I've really learned so much about life and respect for other cultures. And now I'm going to dedicate my life to doing X, Y and Z. Or is he going to go and tell people, like we said before, I'm three fourths Iroquois, my (laughs) great, great, great. Grant <laughs> uncle is let me out of this. little bear <laughs> and I, you know, like am an authority on native culture because I had, you know, this or like or that was like a fever dream, you know, when I was like nine years old and now I'm 25 and I don't I remember something about a cupboard, but I don't really Anyways, like, uh, anyways, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a wild film that really does everything it can to avoid the actual conversation. Not even that needs to be had. Again, it's a kid's movie. I understand we're not going to get directly into it. I'm not watching Exterminate All the Brutes. Like, I know this is not what this is about, but I also know that, like, kids can handle truth. And, like, kids have thoughts and opinions, and, like, it's probably healthier for them to learn. Because that's the the issue, right? Is a lot of the times these things are presented to you so much later in life, and what you're learning is that what you were told previously was wrong. It's it's (laughs) definitely different. I don't know how wrong it is, but it's definitely different. And so when you have to then, as an adult, grapple with history as something that you actually don't know anything about because everything Mm. you've been told has been some variation of a lie or a stretch or like we've just conveniently left out this part these people this you know and so now you're however old and you're just like oh shit wait they killed all of them oh okay that's different than they had a thanksgiving feast together and everybody had a nice time afterwards. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's, it's. But speaking of, we do it to MLK. Hey, you make a good point. You make a you good know, point. We do it to MLK, where we're like, yeah, like everybody loved him, and it was just a few people who were super angry at his message, and like who could have foreseen him being assassinated and murdered i don't know maybe the federal government who was listening to his conversations and sending him death threats on a regular basis, like. 
it's crazy the way that history gets remixed and with a movie like this specifically as something that's seen as kind of like uh you know it's a kid's movie who's looking too deep into it like i had numerous people after i you know live tweeted it who are just like yeah i can't believe you know my parents let me read these books or like i can't believe you know like i i watched that movie and like didn't really have any like thought about what i was seeing because like you don't think about it afterwards you watch it you're 10 years old you just say mm, okay yeah you know like and you let it move cool yeah. cupboard you know <laughs> like it would be cool if my ninja turtles could come to life and like we could have a pizza party like you don't really take in like the implications of what you just watched but part of it does stay with you you know and you're kind of just like yeah i guess you know that's i who am i to question what these people were actually like because the indian in the cupboard told me <laughs> you know this is how that's it the was, problem you know? that's the problem with putting these movies out there yeah. though. like they're mass entertainment they're for everybody yeah. so it's just like oh yeah, yeah so i think that's the thing is without any like actual interrogation or investigation into it i don't understand why the choice was made to have indigenous people be a part of the story if we're not going to actually have them be like part of the story you know and not just like the thing that gives this kid a realization about life and not like actually thinking about you know what what it really means for him to pull this man out of time and treat him like a pet well let's get into if anybody has any any recommendations that they want to shout out craig cameron feel free to throw anything in there it doesn't have to be again related to this it could just be I'm enjoying watching this right now. This is a better use of an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, well, oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think, uh, let's see, what have been, I've been watching, let's see, The Last of Us, that shows off to a pretty good start. I'm enjoying that one so far. Uh, I think that, uh, let's see, a comic book that I enjoyed that uh, has a few different stories within the uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer universe it's a graphic novel and it has a few different it's kind of like an anthology and it has a few different um stories from previous slayers uh and one of them is uh an indigenous woman uh and that's a really interesting story that i really enjoyed one of my favorite like panels uh or like pages and comics comes from that where uh the character is uh is out fighting vampires and she like turns around and someone's like sneaking up on her and she like almost stakes him and uh the guy's like she's like he's like whoa and she's like oh sorry uh you know i thought you were like a demon and he's like oh no i'm a spaniard and she's pretty much like oh yeah same difference because you know <laughs> because it's during like the, the you know, period of rampant colonization and genocide and you know uh it's a really good story though um and uh, let's see anything else uh yeah video <laughs> games are fun I, uh, I just finished final fantasy 7 remake been playing midnight suns which has been pretty fun mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. if you're into like strategic, uh, turn-based card games, <laughs> it's a very specific type of game that, uh, you know, if you're not into that, then I could see just not being into that game. But, uh, <laughs> if you've ever played anything like Slay the Spire, I think, and you enjoyed that, you probably enjoy Midnight Suns. Cameron, what about you? Um, I actually just watched another kid's movie. Uh, I just watched the Matilda, the musical on Netflix. And yeah, that shit slaps. Yeah. 
And there are people of color in it. The yeah, the tirelessly talented Lashana Lynch. Can we just give her an Oscar? Can we give her an Oscar already? Yeah, she just like she being the best like bullpen player yeah. from the past like five movies she's been just in. Make her James Bond. Just go through just, with the premise of it. that, and just make her 007. She can sing. She sings in this movie quite well too, might I add. And I was just yeah, like, she's the Amish Trunchbull. <laughs> so talented. Mm-hmm. Give her the things. She crushes it. But also, like, all so do all them kids who are doing, like, fucking backflips and, like, all of them getting sturdy. All of them getting sturdy on the stage. It's it's wild. Emma Thompson is doing something, but it's clicking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm. She is the Miss Trunchbull of this nice. movie. It does, it doesn't meet, like, the quirky, weird heights of the Danny DeVito Matilda, but it... Sure. Definitely does its thing its own way and is very good for that. Yeah, that's what I was kind of like afraid of was like, you know, that I was going to be like just constantly comparing it to the original. Um, and I'd actually watched like the original for the first time in a long mm-hmm. time, like a night or two before I watched the musical. Um, and it's cool. It's like it's it's very it's like different. It's it's different in a way that's like it's telling like, you know, the same story. Uh, but it does it in a way that's like, oh yeah, like I love the original so much and I don't really feel like I need to like say that this one is like better right. or worse. I just think it's also does a really good job of like telling the story. And uh, yeah, also like someone needs to figure out like what happened to Roald Dahl as a child. Cause he mm. is always torturing some kids. He was in his movie. one. He's yeah. always torturing some kids in his movie, like in his books, like Close James the Giant it. Peach. The witches, dude. Uh, like, it, there's always some kids getting tortured by Roald Dahl. <laughs> my, my guy was like, "Oh yeah, this one's going in the incinerator." Yeah, that sounds good. They do like, end up wow, coming bro. out on top though, so it's like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, if I had to recommend something, I will recommend something that is probably best if you have kids because it is for kids. It's directed at kids. It's called Spirit Rangers. And it is a Netflix animated show that is specifically about indigenous kids. Um, it follows Native mm-hmm. American sibling trio Kodak, uh, Summer, and Eddie Skyseeder, who have shared secret that they're all spirit rangers, which you can assume to be, you know, they turn into different animals. Um, but what you might like to know is that our friend Lightfoot is part of the show. Uh, and he does a couple different voices on the show. Um, so it's a nice little connection between this movie and that where, you know, if you want to see just like his continual effort to have positive representation of native people, like this is another step for that, where you have an entire children's show dedicated to, you know, culture, community, and, you know, all kinds of other cool stuff. So, um, if you want to watch Spirit Rangers, looks like there's at least one full season on Netflix now. Um, but yeah, something for your kids, you know, if you are looking for something a little bit different, if you're tired of Paw Patrol, you know, <laughs> and all that shit, like throw out some Spirit Rangers, switch it up. Um, shout out Lightfoot. Yeah. Shout out Lightfoot. Um, so that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, Craig, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, what you got going on, what people should be. Oh uh, yeah. For. I am on Twitter at Catharticus. Uh, let's see. Graveyard Orbit. Um, 
is the name of the podcast on uh decoded on the decoded horror channel uh and i am the voice of um captain amaria on a an episode called anomalous so it is a narrative fiction podcast um that is uh horror stories uh and uh you know kind of like thriller spooky fiction uh all done by queer and trans folks uh and so um yeah i'm a voice on that and i believe i have some other stuff coming up i don't know if it's out yet so i'm not know if i can really really Mm. talk about it but you know uh just subscribe to that podcast the decoded horror channel and um you know you might see me pop up again on there someday um other than that like there's always old episodes um i haven't been doing my own podcast for a little while now um but there's uh, a huge backlog of like a hundred plus episodes uh of i want you to watch this um and you know at some point might get back into that we'll see how things go i've been kind of like having the itch for it but Mm -hmm. at the same time i want to do the bare minimum because you know it's 2023 and you know (laughs) putting in a shit ton of work for something that i don't really make any money on is like okay it's fun to a certain extent but uh gotta balance that out (laughs) of like the amount of work i do the amount of work i do versus the lack of compensation (laughs) so if i can you know just hop on a mic and not have to worry about anything else then if i can figure out some way to do that then i'll probably you know get the gang back together and we can fire up the old mystery machine um but (laughs) uh, until that happens you know (laughs) there's always a backlog and there's plenty there to listen to a a bunch of great episodes on a bunch of really cool movies yeah great cameron what do you got going on um you can find me at uh, on Twitter or IG at theblipster1138. Uh, right now, there's just a lot of foolishness going on there. But if you if you read that, you'll find clips of our show and uh, you know resources to go find more stuff on our show. Uh, I am working on a project right now. Pretty exciting. Sadly, I cannot say what it is because I am working on it, but. In about two weeks, I'm going to find out whether or not I can say anything. Yeah. So until then, just know there's something cooking and we cooking with gas. Yeah. Dope. Uh, and I'm Jordan Clark. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JRSosa18, JRSosa18. Comic stuff is coming out soon, uh, coming out January 31st, the DC Power anthology from DC Comics, which is featuring all kinds of different black superheroes from the DC Comics uh, canon. So you're looking for cyborg if you're looking for uh kid flash and aquaman and all kinds of other heroes um definitely check that out because i think it's it's a great collection a lot of great creators are involved so very excited about that um fred sonia hell sonia continues to come out uh first two issues are out now third issue is coming out in february uh and the fourth and final issue will be out in march so be on the lookout for that and then other things that similarly cameron can't talk about but hopefully soon i'll have more information on um, but if you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at white underscore pod uh, on Twitter, where we'll have more information about this movie and many of the other movies that we cover and just other general foolishness, like looking at Jonathan Major's <laughs> outfit. Uh, so <laughs> Share share your opinions about Jonathan Major's outfit. We want to know. Yeah, I don't. I think everybody gets one. You know, we all we all miss sometimes we swing big and it doesn't necessarily work out the way we thought it would. But uh as long as it's not a trend i feel like you know he's he's got it um 
But yeah, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at uh, white people won't save you pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us your thoughts, opinions, etc., movies to watch, uh, if you want to be a guest, reach out to us there. And, uh, you know, we never say it, but we're going to start saying it now. Rate us on your podcasting review sites, whatever you got going on, Apple, Spotify, etc. Definitely helps people find the show and helps us reach a larger audience. So always appreciative of that. But we'll be back <laughs> next week with more Caucasity. See y'all then. Peace. Peace. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved. You can't save us. We don't want to be saved.